transition and we're live hello there hi there hi this is chris it's tom, tom Tabor. again we have a special guest today texas slim over here slim in and the house we'll, yep and we'll get into what he's all about as well because i really want to dive into that good stuff really you good bet stuff. yeah and we got job back here isaac <laughs> otherwise <laughs> known as job aka job <laughs> otherwise known as wait okay okay a Okay. Otherwise known as oh. Oklahoma. Represent. How are the demons? What? Are the demons running amok while God eats his popcorn? What's going on? Nah, dude. I'm big. I'm paying close attention. I'm right. learning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you look pretty lit up. Yeah, I've been feeling it, dude. Something shift. Something and... about tyrants. <laughs> yeah. 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 They're fun, aren't they? Well, I've dealt with quite a few. Uh, you know, one thing it made me think of was Melanie. Wow. Okay. I'm names. calling out names. Dead name. <laughs> you got her address for Well, I've just dealt with some crazy tyrants, we'll say that. But it's interesting to see a tyrant running amok inside of you. That's, you know, that, that's kind of interesting. It's a hell of a conversation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's, the kind of, it's the kind of conversation we have around here all the time, actually. Right. <laughs> you might like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the inner tyrant i mean he's he's linked up with the outer tyrant right so you, you what the tyrant does inside it manages behavior to fit into a certain social structure right and that social structure is the tyrant so you have a tyrant serving a tyrant serving a tyrant and it just never ends right and the minute you let that inside of you it doesn't just stop there because then you've got to create a victim of the tyrant <laughs> who's got to be a tyrant to another victim. <laughs> so you got all these personalities running around inside of you and you don't know which one's actually you and none of them actually are. Right. Yeah. So you get, if you can deal with a tyrant on the outside, like what we were talking about earlier, right. With Carlos's book, he talks about Don Juan getting shot in the chest and the whole petty tyrant thing that once you deal with one outside of yourself and you handle it well, and you get the, it's not even that you win. You're refusing their game. Yeah. Basically. Throw back at them. Right. Yeah. And then you go back to what the default, what is life really about? You stay in that track and you let them go off on their tangents. And then, you know, there's the timing where you take a tyrant out. Right. And it's yeah. nothing that you do personally. It's you are basically going to apply energy at a precise moment inside of a situation that has a tyrant basically begging, begging for any kind of solace. For any kind of uh, protection from being yeah. found out right and the minute you do that and you feel how freeing that is because nothing's really changed in your life other than this son of a bitch doesn't mess with you anymore right so you can go inside because the tyrant in you is exactly like the one outside yeah right we're all just kind of re you know if we're in an arena of identity we're just reflecting identities back and forth house of mirrors mm-hmm yeah yeah, and other people just become another mirror that you're reflecting into and projecting into, right? So you don't actually hear who they are. But anyway, we'll get into that. Yeah, let's get into That's it. Slim probably knows something about tyrants. Yeah, let's talk about some tyrants. <laughs> you bet. And yeah. tyranny. Of course. <laughs> so yeah, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about Well, uh, Texas Slam, I come from the dirt roads of West Texas. And uh, basically... I had uh, basically uh, run in with a lot of tyrants for a long time in technology and in our food industries. 
And so I come from agricultural and then I worked in big tech for over 25 years too. And I was self-taught. So I come from cattle ranching and farming in the dirt roads of West Texas. And so I had a hell of a basically skill set and I'd had a health accident. I'd got busted up. I've had like over 20 broken bones. I've got 14 pieces of metal in me. So I've been pretty busted up, pretty cowboy, a lot of cowboy shit, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I've got this kind of this aptitude and this intestinal fortitude that put me in a position that damn near killed me. And so I had to look at the, uh, the food industry and the medical industry at the same time. And I, I found Bitcoin, no shit. And I looked at Bitcoin in the store of value and the decentralization that it was. Mm -hmm. I started doing that with the food industry. And then I built something I said, you know, we're going to call it food intelligence. And I basically started just, you know, bringing all the tyrants to the table and saying, this is what's happened. And this was why this country is basically so fucking sick. So, mm -hmm. and here we are. So I come from cattle, so we're going to call it the beef initiative, uh -huh. and we're going to get people buying from our cattle ranchers again, instead of dealing with the multinational corporations, right. because they basically have stolen everything that used to be the most powerful source of our communities was basically based on the animal protein of that community right. that was there, and that's what they stole from us. So we're going to kind of switch the tables a little bit. Right, right. Well, that, you know, the minute they take control of it, you don't you don't get to play unless you play their way. Exactly. And then the, what do they want to do? Like actually make the meat healthy or, you know, do no, they hell no. just want to make it fat and, and profitable? Of course. I mean, we have the medical pharmaceutical agricultural complex. Right. Mm -hmm. That's they're all partners. And, uh, you know, that's controlled by, you know, who controls the money, who controls the seed, you know, what, what is the source of the seed of our food and our, you know, lack of, uh, basically health as a nation, well, it's because we subsidized our food program and commoditized it so bad that we made it highly profitable, but very nutritionally weak. And it's starting to show its ugly head and they, they're going to try to cover it up. Yeah, is that an agenda you think? Like that's, is there an intention beyond just profit and all that? Well, in the beginning, it was very good cause that we were trying to do something better after World War II, and yeah. we were doing good things. Mm -hmm. You know, you go to a farmer in 1950, 52, and say, hey, I'm going to put this on your crop, and you're going to get twice the yield out of this, and you don't have to do anything. And mm -hmm. that was fertilizer. We yeah. made bombs, and then we started making fertilizer. Right, right. That's how we got into the chemical industry. Mm -hmm. But then you get a little bit too much power and too much science in mixing with biology, well, it's led to a basically a pretty devastating thing in the United States. We've killed our soil, right. and a lot of people don't know this. We've mm -hmm. got 40 harvests left in the United States on our topsoils. Right. And after that, yeah. man, that's we're done. Mm -hmm. And it takes a long time for it to get back. Right. Well, like fertilizers break down to salts, inevitably. Yeah. And then now you just got salt water. Pretty much. And that you can't you get a grow. lot of the desert. What is it called? Desertification. Right. And uh, that's where I come from is West Texas, the desert high plains. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we're, we're seeing it. I, I, I grew up in the some of the most majestic grasslands of the world. Right. And now it's basically commoditized and subsidized to thin, sandy soil. And we have right underneath that soil, we have the Ogallala Aquifer. Right. It's the biggest aquifer in the United States. I mean, it was it's a, it's a gift that they just sucked dry in the last fifty years, and it, and it doesn't replenish. It no. has a thousand year re recharge yes. 
so, cycle. So it's being mined. Exactly. And the only hope for where I come from in the Texas Panhandle is going to be that, you know, these farms and everything, they suck those damn things dry. Mm-hmm. And we go to desert. Well, then we get the, the animals back on that land because we know how to do regenerative farming and ranching. So we can't wait till it collapses because it's there. It's just a timing issue right, right now. Right, right. So and everybody says you can't raise cattle in the Texas Panhandle. I'm going to say bullshit. Watch this. Right, right. And because they're going to give us the land for next to nothing because they don't have any well water left. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what we're seeing across the United States, and that's why I'm pushing this. This building, beautiful downtown, and it's desolate. Yes, just empty. We have one coffee shop. This is oh, like yeah, one of the yeah. only businesses running there. And and I said, you know, you, you got people out here farming. Ranch says, yeah. I said, but you don't have a processing plant, do you? It's like, nope. I said, that's the problem. And the yep. beef initiative is is a thing that can turn that whole thing around. It's a whole culture of, in Texas. Like these small towns are what make Texas. It's that's not the, the only cities. thing that's going to save the small towns is a yeah. is a meat processor in that town. And it, you know, people don't understand the correlation at first. Mm-hmm. It takes them a little time to get it. But once you get it, that's we've for thousands of th- thousands of years. What do we do? We gather around food right. first and foremost. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And if these towns are ghost towns as they are, mm-hmm. then this is the only way that's going to come back. It's not the money. Yeah. It's the commerce of spirit in relationship and the stewardness of that right. community based on the animal and the land. And that's what people are going to start discovering. Yeah. And, and so part of that also, I mean, part of the initiatives, the rancher side, but also the Bitcoin side too. Yes. So in a small town like that, bringing a process, a small processor back, and then also having a circular economy where people are buying directly from that rancher and paying in Bitcoin, suddenly you're building people's intelligence about that and what they what they can do for their lives. Yeah, you, you become the bank, and yeah. that's what Bitcoin allows you to do. Right. And so you don't have to have the permission of the banks anymore. Right. And you get that local parallel economy that's going on and something like that. That once again, that's why I got into Bitcoin and told everybody, I said, this will be the adoption. This is how this happens. It's through the food tr- commerce. We've bartered peer to peer with food. You know, people have traded hogs for cattle for this has been going on for thousands of years. Right, this right. is what my grandfather taught me. Right. And so this is just, it's nothing new. We just have to rediscover it. It's a fascinating journey to get into. Right. And it's like we're true having, education. Yeah. And we're, we're, we're definitely having a lot of success. Right. And so we started off with just three producers and I could have scraped the internet and got a bunch of ranchers across the United States, but it wouldn't have been the truth. Right. So we, in, we invited people to come in and now we're up to 180 producers now. Wow. How long has that been? Too? That's been over just right two years now. Yeah. So this is grassroots and then people are catching on. Mm -hmm. And so you're getting these communities that are starting to get built again. We're about to advise on a processing center in Kansas too, because we have a consulting agency now. Oh, cool. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Cause I mean, you know, the food, like you said, I mean, that's what builds a culture. It is. Well, people are going to wake up, man, whenever they start doing a new prohibition against uh, food. I mean, they've got a industrial food shift coming. They're going to insert some new fake commodities into our system. Well, you know, they're already doing it. You look yeah. down in Israel and they're making fake meat Hell and yeah, fake man. fish. And <laughs> 3D printing meat. 3D printing meat. Yes. Ugh. They're going to take the animal and the soil out of the food in the Western Hemisphere. Right. That's the plan. I've seen it in Australia. I've, I've been all over Asia, Australia, been all over the United States. It's unfolding. It's going to be a fascinating journey to watch. Yeah. It's kind of like, okay, let's bioengineer people. <laughs> Exactly. Because it's kind of what it is. I mean, 
You could say, well, you're just ingesting something that you're going to get rid of. No, some of that stuff lingers and messes with systems. This is mm-hmm. basically engineering you. Of course. Bioengineering. Yeah. yeah. It's a fascinating journey. I mean, you got company uh, out of uh, Holland called Royal DSM. Nobody knows who they are. Well, they design most of your uh, taste each day. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, and it's a people. very nice chemical delivery right. that talks to your neurons in a way that they don't even have to tell you. Yeah, yeah. And so people can't understand that, man. You go to the, I tell everybody, I say, hey, man, the, the convenience store has become the supermarket. And the supermarket is the old convenience store. And it's true, man. It's like yeah. everywhere you go into those shelves, you look at the distribution of that and who those multinational corporations are and the shit they put in that. Right. They don't have to tell you what half of it is. Right. But they're making millions of dollars off of your consumption. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you know, the, the link between them and, you know, and then the pharmaceutical companies. I mean, I, I heard a statistic when I was a kid and I was never really checked it, but somewhere in the neighborhood of 75% of all pharmaceutical drugs are made for the food industry. Yes. Right. So all the stuff that is, you read and go, what is any of that? Those are pharmaceutical drugs. Mm-hmm. That's what that is. <laughs> you know, that's not like something in nature that has got a strange name. That was something that might it maybe used to have been part of nature, but they manipulated it and pulled some chemical out of it. And now that's true. There you have it. Yeah. Well, isn't that the natural flavorings? They can say that, but it can be totally chemical. It's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, oh, yeah. They, they <laughs> came from pecans or something. Man, that's just how corrupt the labeling laws yeah. are in the United States. It's well, laughable. the one that blew me away, actually, is the one about the meat labeling. Oh, and, yeah. and we're talking about that in Virginia and beef initiative there. And yeah. just, can you say something more about, like, like this? Oh, the whole when it yeah. says, apparatus? Oh, hell yeah. Well, just that, or even just, like, you buy meat in the store, it says USA beef. Oh, is let that me do true? my rant here. Yeah, I mean, I'll do your do rant. Fuck yeah. I mean, this is what it is. This is what people need to understand, man. We have four multinational corporations in the United States that control 85% of all animal protein in the United States. <laughs> They're not United States companies. They're foreign national companies. Mm-hmm. And so with that type of... Uh, um, it's the It's the bottleneck to all nutrition and basically education and... Uh, that throughput of provisioning of that beef. So they control the public in a way to where they use and manipulate the labeling laws. You know, everybody looks grass fed. Well, fuck, I, I don't know one cow that does never love grass. All cows are. So they manipulate that and everybody's, like, ooh, this is grass fed. All cows are grass fed. What about uh, organic? Okay, that's just basically a copyright out of California. And it was two guys that had good intentions. People don't understand where all these words and labelings come from. So nobody has a depth of understanding what they mean and how they've been manipulated. And so within the beef, you, they can say, you know, property of the United States, USDA prime. Right. And, but they don't have the country of origin labeling. You don't know where it's coming from. All it means is that cow was shipped in the United States, probably spent about three days at a processing center feeding yard right. and got processed and ding, that's USDA prime. <laughs> and that's by the chemical companies and the grain companies have that control to do that because they're in cahoots with the multinational processing centers and those processing centers and those multinational corporations control all distribution to the retail side of things. Right. So they control the whole supply chain line. 
And so once you have that much control, man, you don't have to tell the truth about anything. <laughs> right. And yeah, you are the truth. And you are the truth. About everything. Well, it's FDA. The FDA doesn't do anything. No. They just, people go, hey, hey, we got this new fucking chemical here. We need you to approve it. Have you done any testing on it? Oh, yeah, we did this. Okay, is it cited? Sure. Okay, FDA. FDA approved. Right. And and that's how it works. We recognized as safe. It's called the gross rule. And so they've put, they pumped 2,000 new chemicals through our food systems with nobody knowing what they are. Right. And they're wow. consuming them. Mm -hmm. How many millions of dollars are they making off those 2,000 chemicals? Right, right. Yeah. Right. Which would reflect, you know, why prices of food would go up. Yeah. And so that's what we're consuming. We're the recycling bin of corporate waste and corporate profit. Yeah, we're paying to poison ourselves. Of course. Holy crap, man. It makes the idea of buying beef directly from Jason Rick sound like a really good idea because yeah, yeah. Jason yeah. raised that cattle. He's bringing a quarter of it from his ranch tomorrow up here. And yeah. I know it's it's only been from his ranch over to the butcher he knows and trusts. And then it gets packaged up and comes to me. And there ain't no chemicals in that thing. So no. thank God for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely down with being a hub for something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, like some kind of point of contact in the whole thing. Yeah. Know, with what what's going on up here. Because it, it's important, you know. And yeah, there's there's vegans out there and, you know, they can have at it. You know, don't think you're not hurting a vegetable. <laughs> well, you know, and I kind of look at it it's like, okay, if you're, if you're a cattle rancher, then the only thing you're actually taking out is the cow. Mm -hmm. Right. But if you're at, if you're like a, a soybean farmer, yeah. oh my gosh, you're killing every chipmunk, every snake, every worm. I, I you know what I ask? I, listen, this is a good one too, man. Because people get righteous and shit, and I say, man, have you ever seen fucking Bambi go up in a combine? It's fascinating. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, fascinating. That was like a Jackson Pollock painting in three D movie. It is. Live. It is. It's, it's, it's Pollock, man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's just, that fast. Yeah. It's just it's, collateral damage to the soy yeah. and yep. tofu. So how's that? How's that vegan going? Yeah, yeah. Food yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, you All know, the little filled mice bopping him on the heads. Yeah. I mean, you know, I. it's weird because, you know, it's like doing all the, you know, working with the ayahuasca. There's restrictions in there. Sure. There's like dietary restrictions in mm -hmm. there. And, you know, and it's what it's, oh, and it's funny with me every single time. If I don't have some kind of either chicken or red meat mm -hmm. within a few days before it's not going to go well really the protein is what the brain is operating exactly on. there is no and you know people there's plant proteins yeah there are right you know and then you get the argument well you know look at gorillas <laughs> they they are vegetarians i said but they're gorillas were humans mm -hmm. there's a whole different thing going on here exactly you know and that with the brain development I mean, you know, you got to have riboflavins. You got to have certain things that only really meat's going to provide. There's just no way around that. My thing that I say, and I say this is the end of the discussion or the debate. I said, we found fucking fire and we found red meat. Right. Our brains got bigger and our stomachs got smaller. Right. Because we had to hunt the motherfuckers and <laughs> we, we develop a metabolical system based on animal right. protein. Right. Our mm. brains are made of fucking cholesterol, people. Right. Do you not know this? Yeah. No, you don't because you're not getting cholesterol to the brain. Right. And that's what you need. And that's protein. Right. That's it. Yeah, yeah. As simple as that. I mean, yeah. vegan, ve veganism seems like a psyop on humans to make them less healthy. And it doesn't really help any animals in the process. So well, there's may, a lot it's, of it's plants out there that thing. people are eating that when you mix it with another one, 
the defense chemicals start battling each other. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like, this is not a good thing. No. You know, so, and, and you look at a lot of what we eat had to be hybridized to become edible. Mm-hmm. Like tomatoes, you didn't eat those. No. They had to be hybridized. Right? Bell potatoes, peppers. same. Well, they were ugly. Oh, yeah. And yeah, exactly. They yeah. weren't pretty. Just everything about people's relationship with food right now, it's cartoon world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Disney. it is. Still walk through a supermarket, yeah. film it. Okay, just walk by every aisle. Don't say anything, just with your camera. <laughs> and film the whole fucking supermarket, okay? Then go home and put it on your TV and watch it. And tell me you don't see a cartoon. Right. That's what it is. And people just don't get it. Because whenever they're actually shopping, they're making different decisions and shit. Their brainwaves are getting affected in a different way. Uh-huh. But you do that video and you watch that a couple of times, you're going to be part. What's your cartoon character? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's human behavior at its finest. <laughs> do, you, do you have a clip like that up on the Beep Initiative website? I Not on we the Beep Initiative. We, we will get one we because we've got the media stuff coming Oh, yeah. That guy's so really good. Two, yeah. Actually. We're going to have a blast with this. What's, what's this? So, PTC Shooter? Is that his name? That's, uh, yeah, uh, Bitcoin Shooter. Bitcoin Shooter. I just yeah. call him Shooter. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he's a filmmaker, man. And yeah. uh, he, him and June, our uh, executive producer, he was there too. And so yeah. we're, we're doing all kinds of cool shit. No, it's awesome. We got two years of content that the nobody's seen and it's all clipped up now. And so we're just going to start blitzkrieging and everything. There you go. And uh, just kind of blow it up and start making fun of people. You know, all the, <laughs> all the uh, influencers out there acting like they're all carnivores um, and shit like that. Around here too. Right. Good. Because they need it. We've got all these fucking LARPy, LARPy ass <laughs> influencers out there that they'll go up there and pose in front of steaks and talk about carnivore diet and all that shit but they won't tell you what they, where they get the damn beef from right they need to be start they better start telling where they're getting the beef from right the because that's the proof of work man who did the work here how are you getting rich off there you little larp ass they don't want to tell you because it's probably costco or walmart so i'm gonna start calling their asses out and saying every time you do that you're putting a rancher out of business I have not heard someone use that term in a long time. LARPY? Proof of work. Proof of work. It's money value. Exactly. Right? And That's it's the like, relationship. Uh-huh. That's the obligation. That's the accountability. Right. The proof of work. That's it's, the collaboration. You don't get to print money for free. Right. You have to do work. That's the value for value money. exchange. Right. Yeah. You meet a rancher and he feeds you and he tells you exactly what he's doing with that cow, where it came from. Mm -hmm. Fuck, you're never going to eat another way ever again in your life. Right, right, right. And America needs to get out there and do that shit right now to call to action. Yeah. Well, my my mother, she lived in Southern California for a long time. Then she Mm -hmm. lived out in Jersey on Long Beach Island. And then, you know, my dad had passed away and, you know, she was just kind of traveling around, spending time with family. And she's at her sister's house in Missouri. Mm-hmm. right down by the lake of the ozarks just outside of jefferson city but jefferson city has a really uh large what do you call them the country the club? buggy the buggy people oh, oh amish people. an amish community. oh okay yeah <laughs> and you know they 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 kind of they're they're not really they participate a little bit right right in culture but they get rides Mm-hmm. So the community, you know, has got, you know, like one community is a hundred miles away from the other. If there's any kind of gathering or a wedding or a birth or a barn raising or any harvest or any of that, they need to get there. Right. And the roads just are not friendly to buggies anymore. Right. So they've kind of made a stipulation that they can get rides. So my mother became a driver for the Amish. And I, you know, and this is a, you know, this is a woman who lived in Southern California with right. a pool in her backyard in Orange County. 
Okay, so <laughs> watching the shift and then talking to her about it, you know, I'm like, so, so what is it like? She's like, you know, they're the most salt of the earth people hmm. and, and their drama, they just handle it. Yeah. You know, things happen there, tragedies like happen anywhere else. It doesn't, it's not some big blown up thing on the media. They handle it and they get back to work. Mm -hmm. She's like, you know, the most amazing thing is when you go in there, you, you know, after I drop them off, they'll pay me in cash. And then they go, oh, hold on a minute. And they'll go out to the garden, pick a whole bunch of vegetables and send you home with them. Yeah. She's like, you ever had corn just freshly picked? Yeah. And she's like, it's not like anything else. And she's like, and it's actually digestible. It's actually food at that point. Of course it is. You know, and it's like, this is interesting that to get close. You look at the, the Great Plains of West Texas. My grandfather, they came there on a, a wagon in the late 1870s. We didn't get into the panhandle of Texas until 1878. Right. We were fighting the Comanches. Huh. It was the longest standing war in the United States. Yeah, tough family. Yeah. Well, for sure. If We're you made it to the Comanches. Hell yeah, we did. You're, and you're we, a tough we family. took care of that damn land. Yeah, so yeah. we come from the source of the sea to where we come from right. in agriculture in the United States. Right. And my grandfather, he basically, he had to get rid of his land because in the 70s, Eric Butts of the Nixon administration said, you're going to go big or you're going to go home. And that's when they started globalizing basically our agriculture in the United States. Right. And that's when we started the beginning of the end of our health in this nation and basically the the sovereignty of the local producer rancher farmer right and so i that's all my life has been mm -hmm. and so i knew every bit of it whenever i was 19 years old my small town texas went to shit i got in my car and i went to austin texas i had 125 dollars in my pocket that's all i had because my town had been destroyed by the multinational systems right. and so i've seen it all Right. And so I can speak to both sides. And you and I were talking earlier. I was like, fucking Generation X is the only one that's seen both sides of this. Right. Most of everybody's, you've got the old time ranchers right now that they don't want to admit that they've been had. Right. And it's not a judgment against them. Right. Because it's not it about judging. that they were not. Yes, they didn't. To. We didn't understand it. And that's okay. But we have to shift. And we're going to do it the way that the Beef Initiative is doing. Right, right. And we've got the proof of work. And we're feeding, you know, last year I did over a million dollars worth of beef and I didn't even try, but we're about to really kind of ramp it up. And we're going to basically make this a viral thing. We're turning it into an international thing. We fed 500 orphans in Nigeria last month because of beef and Bitcoin. Hmm. And so we're going to turn this over just to where this is going to be something that's going to be an international brand, but it's going to be built out locally and broadcast globally. Very cool. Yeah. That is super cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, that's going to be one of the ways that, you know, if there's going to be someone, a usurper that comes, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, if, you know, having local food. Well, what I did. going to be like one of the exactly. number one things to, uh, one of the best defense you've got mm -hmm. you know, is the fed people. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's that's how societies, you know, look at Rome. Why did Rome fall? It's because they took the land stewards off the land mm -hmm. because they thinned out their basically their warrior based system and that's where the warriors came from was the farm right. we've done that same shit in the united states right. i've been through every small community across the united states and it used to be the strongest man corn-fed boys right. everybody heard right. that shit oh yeah well, those corn-fed boys right now are nothing more than basically pumping zero testosterone they're overweight they're obese they're starting to get fatty liver disease right. And so that's been done in this lifetime right. and people need to wake the fuck up. Yeah. And you know, I don't, 
well, I, you know, people are going to think whatever they want, but it just, it seems like along with that, that boys are awfully effeminate. Yeah, of course they, they are. More and more and more. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it. It's like, you the know, food and drugs. It's not it. a judgment. It's a, it's an observation that's coming from the medical community because I have over 20 doctors that work with us. Right. So we know the health of the nation. We know what they're seeing in their doctor's office. Young men are coming in with testosterone less than 200. At age 16, 17, 18, that's a travesty. Right. right it should yeah. be over a thousand. Right. They should be pumping on all, mm -hmm. all cylinders. And they're basically been, you know, the, the type of uh, proteins and the labeling laws of what is protein. They've been pumping so much soy protein into our systems. And it's not soy like you would find in Japan. It's this bioengineered bullshit. Right, right. And right. it's basically get pumping estrogen through them right. when it should be testosterone. Yeah, there's like an estrogen mirror molecule. Of, of course. Right, which gives you the, the But you can't say anything. You, know, <laughs> you can't say anything, right? Yeah, you get your bitch tits, you get everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they have them, you know. Yeah. It's Fight Club. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, right? Fight Club. It's straight up. <laughs> yeah, and it is. And so that's what's going on. But, you know, everybody lives in the shadows of that right now. If you bring that up, you know, they're going to use the masculinity bullshit on you. Bullshit. This is the health of the nation, right. folks. And right. the world yes. in many ways, because this culture is being exported everywhere. Of this course it is. I, I just got back from, like I said, man. And it's, it's hitting everywhere. They're globalizing this. Right. I've got research papers that were released in 2017, their plan. It's a one world food group. Right. And that's what they're doing. They're going for it. They have to, because they don't have any more value. Those those, those high profits that they were taking the last 50 years, that shit's gone because the dollar is not worth anything, man. And so yeah. what do they do? They're pumping more fake commodities into the system so they can maintain that high profit level. Isn't that interesting? They take away our freedoms based on our safety. Exactly. And yet they pump us full of very unsafe shit that we don't know anything about. Well, it's kind of like the environmental movement, right? I mean, you know, it's the whole save the environment. That's like, the marketing plan. Right. Yeah, yeah. But you, meanwhile, you're nuking the ocean. Yeah. It's just all BS. Yeah. Is there all the fish going? Well, maybe stop dropping nuclear bombs in the ocean because I'm sure that probably kills everything around it. <laughs> I mean, we can treat this world a lot better, but we probably won't in a fiat world. And no, we will. We'll never will. And, and it's, it's impossible. It's it, it can't be done. It, it's interesting what you said. Like the food, all that stuff that was done is early 70s. And mm -hmm. that's right when they took the dollar off the gold. Yep. Temporarily for 53 years now. And <laughs> exactly, and 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 then the inflation from that point forward is just up like this. Now, now it's straight up. It's actually straight up. Well, and I saw that shit in the eighties because what the the actions they took in the seventies with the monetary system, they were developing the debt economy. So in the eighties, you had a lot of experiment into the monetary systems right. and agriculture. You had the savings and loan industry too. Oh yeah, and that was a debacle. Credit, that was they my, came out of nowhere. Yeah, right? and that was my, that was them testing the debt economy in a way they never had. And so that hit out at the same time. Agriculture got captured. It got more centralized and consolidated. And so when that happened, basically, nobody really saw it, but that was a land asset reallocation program. And that's what they were doing. They were stealing land from farmers. And this is what they've been doing. We've lost 40% of our ranch land in the United States. And nobody knows this shit. And so what's happening in Holland right now, yeah. they just lost 3,000 farms in Holland. Right. They'll never have that land back. And Holland feeds some of the most 
precious vegetables and fruits right. not saying anything they're good at what they do yeah. they feed a lot of people yeah. a lot of good yeah. food yeah yeah it's the bread and, and it's it is it's amazing well they're eliminating that and once again i say they're going to take the soil and the animal out of the basically the the solutions right. the solutions are going to be in chemical labs and warehouses and, and people don't understand that yeah cricket warehouses in china mm -hmm. you know people say oh, i'm not going to eat that 3d printed meat I'm not going to eat crickets. Yes, you are. You're going to eat cricket dust in ways that you have no clue because you probably already are. They just don't have to tell your ass. Right. Right. You're getting protein. Yeah. That's oh, protein. We didn't tell well, you where I was coming from. Exactly. It just says protein. Well, I went to Australia. I took my boy with me and he's, he does, he's, a, he, he does a lot of fitness and he looks really good. He's really, you know, aware of what he's supposed to be doing right now. We went all over the continent of freaking Australia and couldn't find protein boy, uh, bars. They were basically all soy protein, right. but they barely say it on the packaging. Wow. So it's just manipulation, man, on every level. And people just, if you don't know who's producing your food, and not all of us are going to know this, right, right. but if you can scale it in a way to where you're pretty proud of it, it starts with shaking a rancher's hand mm -hmm. right. and getting that Take protein. Responsibility for Hell yeah. You then know. your life changes in a way. You're like, well, this is kind of fucking cool. I'm meeting new people. I'm learning some things that I didn't know or, you know, shit, man, I'm feeling pretty good, man. I'm starting to get some proteins in my brain. This is not as expensive as I thought it was. Right. All the rationalizations and justifications go out the door. Right. And you don't stop. Uh -huh. And then you start looking in other areas. Yeah. It's like, huh, maybe I'm afraid of Bitcoin because I don't want to be responsible mm -hmm. for my wealth. It, it, it requires it. It's, some, it's something we talked about. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. It's definitely required. Because we've never, for so many generations now, we haven't been responsible for guarding our own castle right as it were right, right. It sits like, in the bank. I, I can put all that value that i've made and somebody a good person will look after it instead. Right, right. My, good, <laughs> my good banker who wears a nice suit he's right. very trustworthy those right. pinstripes really tell me what a character he has right, right. that's right. part of the plan i mean that suit's been a part of that <laughs> business for quite a while on purpose yeah, right it's it's a well, it's, it's not a it's not a shorts and t-shirt kind of place exactly because <laughs> yeah. you feel a little less certain about handing all your money over to that person mm -hmm. right. but that convincing guys of yeah, course like bitcoin you you mess up you lose it yes to where a bank you mess up you can cancel a trans you can do all these other funny <laughs> oh, yeah, things yeah. you can you know it's and, just a wonderful little orchestration of deception yeah 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 i'm free yeah i have venmo i'm free it's like the, okay, it's the you're not doing the right thing well what's interesting is that you know when you go through those kinds of systems your money starts losing value right away because like 50 bucks if i sent you 50 bucks for venmo Yep. And they're gonna charge you like two dollars to do that. Mm -hmm. Now that fifty bucks is only worth forty-eight. And then till it gets to the point where it's been traded enough through Venmo, there's nothing there. No. Well, not it's just all that. been it's all gone, the whole va up. the real value of exactly. fifty bucks has been eaten up in fees. Exactly. And taxes. Yeah. You know, and that's what the think about this, all right. Think about beef and Bitcoin. Right. I go to these ranchers. And I said, because I don't want to hear about it. You know, everybody's like Bitcoin, crypto. Yeah, yeah, everybody's yeah, confused. Yeah. Yes. It's just fine. It's new technology. Because yeah. I went through the technology. Confused. I went through the technology boom in Austin, Texas. Mm -hmm. That's how I got started into becoming a research analyst. And so I understand tech, technology adoption and the amount of time it takes. Bitcoin's at that point in time. Okay. But you go up to a rancher and say, hey, what are your pain points? He goes, well, fucking, you know, credit card fees. Got it. Da, da, da. I said, okay. How about you do this? Accept Bitcoin. Take that 3% that you're paying to the credit card companies. You could convert everything over into fiat. 
just, just the transaction is just in Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Save that 3% in Bitcoin and don't pay the banks that 3%. That's enough entry point right there for that producer to say, okay, I'll try that out. They're, when they do that, they're hooked. Because now, think about man, that's a savings account. Mm-hmm. And you get them to where now they're they're going, well, it's 10% in Bitcoin. So they can do that conversion, you know, at the point of sell. Right, right. That's technology. Right. That's all that is. It's a monetary system. People need to look at, te- you know, Bitcoin in the right way. Right. It's basically a good peer-to-peer, you know, accountability saying, hey, I trust you. You trust me. Let's make this deal. Yep. And that's all it is. And, it and you puts, can do with it whatever you want after that fact. Yeah. And it puts the recognition of, you know, proof of work yeah. in the hands of the buyer. Exactly. The with no bank fees, no, you know, 3%, you know, as that's, Vidmo does, you know, you take that profit out of those banks. Right. And they, they, they can't do anything about it. Yeah. They can't build more nuisance. They can't do anything nope. about it. That's what, exactly right. Yep. Because if you trade directly with Bitcoin for beef, you've not converted that Bitcoin into fiat. So you don't owe any capital gains tax on nope. it. You've actually just exchanged value. And so if that Bitcoin, you bought it at a low price and held it for five years, and now it's worth more guaranteed. Yeah. Then suddenly you're paying with something that hasn't devalued. And that's, that's and then, stunning for our society as a whole. It is. And it then what, and then what happens there? And I asked a question, where's the store of the value of the cow now? Uh-huh. Well, it's basically in the rancher's hand. It's not been surrendered over to the United States government, right. USDA insurance policy into a multinational corporation system that they have no power or no ability to make profits. Right. Well, now we've just shifted a, basically a beef industry that's going to get captured in ways. And now we're, we're recreating something that if our grandparents had this shit, man, that had never been captured. Right. And so that's, mm. that's the perspective here. Mm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It will work. I mean, like I say, it's proof of work. We're already doing it. And right. it's decentralized because you're talking yep. about small communities feeding their own communities. Yep. Not shipping it across an ocean. It's not a marketing plan. We're yeah. not butcher box. No. You know, fuck but, butcher box sucks. Yeah, yeah. Because they lie to everybody that buys the beef. They, you know, they, they promote the regenerative farmer and rancher of the United States of America. Well, 85% of their beef comes from Australia. You know, what is that to say about what, where is that beef coming from? Right. Okay. And that's the lies and deceptions that go on in the beef industry. And so, you know, you look at people that do that shit and it's like, you're putting communities out of business. You're killing communities in the United States of America. People need to start tying the dots. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And once they start doing that, if people want to be patriots or whatever the fuck you want to be, you want to have a sovereign life, well, get the food back into your community and take Mm -hmm. action. It's not a marketing plan. Right. Yeah. (laughs) It's a life plan. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent for life. Society change. You get your kids healthy, more healthy than ninety percent of the kids in the United States. That's your wealth. Right. That's everything that you need right now. Our money has no value. We're in debt. You know, out outrageously. We're mm-hmm. basically going to have an industrial food shift comes. Right. You know, inflation. That why did they not put uh, food in the CPI <laughs> model? Because think about that such shit, a lie. Man. That's a manipulation of people's understanding of what the fucking value of food is. Right. Okay. So they can manipulate it and they don't tell you why they're going to, you know, basically make you eat that new fake commodity because they're going to price you out of beef. Right. Now you're going to eat this, you know, less than, right. and they're making more money off that less than than they do off the beef. 
So, you know, it's just people have to be aware that this is happening. It's time to people to wake up. Right. Yeah. On yeah. all fronts. Yeah. Really. On all fronts. But well, I, it, go ahead. What I love about it is this is just, and we talked about this, trying to always create win win situations. Yeah. And this is such an obvious win win direct mm -hmm. rancher to consumer, but also the losers are really interested in this too, because who loses? Um, the big multinational yep. corporations and also um, the overreach of government into places they don't need to be involved. Yep. That's exactly right. And think about it is like what drives all of their decision making? Money, well, consumer demand. And yeah, okay, the yeah, consumer yeah. demand. Well, they manipulate the consumer demand by the chemicals and the, right. oh, it tastes good, you know, all that bullshit in the marketing. Well, okay, with that consumer demand, people have to understand that's the only way it's possible. Hmm. So if people start understanding what power and this is like a political thing you do have that fucking choice to not to give them the consumer demand right. i tell everybody quit validating the deceptions right. can you accept that there are deceptions in food right. yes quit validating them right. are you weak right. what's your problem do you need some health advice right do you, do you need to know where to buy this stuff yeah what do you need we we've got the answers you. yeah, yeah right. here you go right. So don't try to rationalize and justify with me because I've heard of it all. Yeah. It's time to freaking, you know, start saving some children's lives in the United States. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, I, I watch podcasts that have a lot of this content, you know, mm -hmm. talking about this. And, you you know, and it's, you know, the the hipsters of the generation, like you said, the the The, the LARPing influencers. The LARPing, yes. <laughs> so I'll listen to, you know, I listen to them, I'm like, okay, point taken, point taken, whatever, whatever. And then, you know, you hear the guys like the guy that owns that White Oak Farms. Mm -hmm. that's he's been on the beef initiative will harris. harris will harris yeah and you guys like this uh -huh. salt of the earth yeah talk slow yeah you know and it's funny because you know the teacher i had carlos carcinero he always told me i said why are you in the united states why why aren't you mingling with all the powerful medicine people he's like i like the common man really yeah that's what he said i like oh, the shit. common man and you know the more that i go to smaller places mm -hmm. like in texas or in missouri or oklahoma or you know even here i like it a lot better mm -hmm. there are just because there's shit's gonna get done there's no you know what i mean you have to yeah i'm sorry yeah, that's yeah. the only thing we knew my grandfather not never owed a dime to another man right he would have had a heart attack he would have right. I mean, he would have killed over if he knew that he know he owed you a dollar. Right. He wouldn't know that was not allowed. And so, if you're out there where I come from, West Texas, like I said, dirt roads of West Texas, you're out there, you're doing shit. You have to fix the problem. Right. I'm sorry. Right. Get creative. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you know, growing up with you know being a brown people like that, you're out there putting up you know barbed wire fence for ten miles. It's like y'all get that shit done, you, 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 and they you come up with excuses or whatever. And it's like y'all got plenty of water. Y'all been talking too much. Y'all like each other. Okay, we'll see y'all tomorrow. Right. Y'all have fun tonight. Right. And that's the type of shit that we've lost in this country because you get shit done right. and you don't make excuses. Right. And we don't make we make excuses for food. We make excuses mm -hmm. for our health. We say it's genetics, bullshit. It's not genetics. Right. It's our consumption model. Right. That's what's going on here. Right. You need to get your mindset right and take some accountability. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. You have to be able to, to carry water. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There and you go. Wood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And to me, I mean, I've always, you know, I've, I've always found, you know, when people go to, you know, 
retreats, mental health retreats. I'm like, you want a mental health retreat? I got two big ones right here. One of them's called get your ass on that wood chipper and get out of your fucking head. And the other one is go pick up some fucking dead wood out of the forest and, and get out of your fucking head. Yeah. There you go. We charge five thousand a week into this. Yeah, yeah. We were thinking about that. <laughs> we were thinking about marketing to the become like weird influencers, and we just give you know, just give all, give all the money away. Dude, let's let's partner up. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. Yeah. Well, I'm down. We're, we're I'm looking down to get for... serious about that. I'm going to start calling people out because my number one mission in this world, and I have the proof of work. Two years ago, I couldn't say this shit. Right? Okay. But I have the power now because I have all angles covered. Right. We're here. I'm doing what I'm doing to save children's lives. Right. And we're going to do it with the Great American Rancher. He's going to lead this Great American Health Initiative. Why in the fuck are you here? And if they can't answer that question, then I'm going to say, why not? And so they're going to basically have to change their pace of delivery of what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. We all deserve course it is and there's warriors on this planet <laughs> and west texas has a bunch of them yeah and you know and it's funny because we're the ones that might make your face a little hot yeah yeah you know? but it needs to be said and it needs to be heard and it needs to be called for what it is and it needs to be pointed out the deception has to be called a deception and it has to be mocked has to be ridiculed yes. and it has to be destroyed no matter where you find it exactly you know so for me i mean you know i'm 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 kind of coming at this from, uh, you know, fuck your identity, be the thing that's living inside of you. Mm -hmm. Your identity doesn't mean a goddamn thing. Unless the thing inside of you ordains it, don't be it. Yeah. You know, so I'm coming at it from that, but the irreverence. It's it's like, there. that is the, the mood of the warrior. Mm -hmm. It's like, I am not giving reverence to a system that has basically been trying to kill my family, my human family, mm -hmm. and all the other species on the planet that we share with for a very long time. Yeah. And it's like, fuck off. It's enough of you. You, you know, I've got, I've got uh, decades of stories of health being destroyed, of land being stolen. If people really want to know where I could, I'm, I'm fucking impoverished because of the the chemical the multinational system right. you want to hear some stories you want to hear some proof of work from the hardest working people that you would ever have known that were driven into poverty because they refused to accept the debt economy right. and so you want to it's an attack you think on you, integrity yeah exactly the integrity that was stolen and so that's kind of funny because that I don't have a damn thing to lose here, folks. Right. All I've got is the truth. We're the most what are you protecting? People, you know that? Yeah, fuck yeah, we are. And that's what I haven't been able to do yet. Like I was saying, it's, it took me a while to get here, but I went and drove 150,000 miles across this country and it wasn't all interstate. Right. I know what the hell I'm talking about. When all this start started, uh, like I said, I've you know twenty broken bones. I got fourteen pieces of metal in me. Got busted up, but that led me into basically said I'm going to go embed myself into a harvest company because I come from you know I know how to harvest. I know how to run combines and tractors and shit. So I went in and embedded myself and and did a wheat harvest. Right. And I went into those seed companies and I asked these farmers who's planting your seeds. It is so compartmentalized that nobody knows what's going on man and it's all driven by monsanto the technology use agreement you got to use this seed with yep. this chemical to 
this chemical with this yield production and it's a big production of bullshit yeah and the minute our pollen blows into your field yeah oh well that's our patent you, you got brown bag seed there yeah and you use brown you use a a true regenerative seed you'll get sued yeah, yeah. and so you know it's it's become a, a it's a capture mm-hmm. and people now but you know now we've got multinational you know people coming in and buying our land right and and we're selling it to them and they're basically you look at china china can't feed its people and this is what the global industrial food shift is well you know and a lot of their buying land it turns out some of it anyway they're not doing anything on it no they're sucking the water out of it putting on a tanker and sending it back to china yeah yeah because their water's contaminated exactly so really and then you know you got bill gates who's buying up all this farmland there's no farms going on he's shutting them down (laughs) Mm -hmm. because what he's sitting on is aquifers yeah and he knows it. So he's, he's basically positioning himself to be the god of water. Pretty much. I told everybody that the very first time I was speaking. And I wrote an article. It's called The Harvest of Deception. Right. And that's exactly what I brought up. I said, man, he's going for those that water rights. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. he's, you know, I, t- I pointed out Nebraska. He's got like 28,000 acres, something like that in Nebraska, sitting right on top of the aquifers. Right, right, right. So you look at every, all the other lands he's on, he's on water systems. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So it's fascinating to watch unfold on a global macro way what's going across. Because I know what's going on in China a little bit, definitely Australia, Asia, Europe. I'm pretty tuned in to what the global macro is. Mm -hmm. And I tell everybody, I said, man, this shift is what's going on. You know, they're attacking the cow in the global market saying the cow is now a carbon hazard. Okay. (laughs) That's the climate change bullshit. Well, the marketing plan for the climate change bullshit that they're going to make you feel very idealistic about being a vegan because you're saving the planet. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a multi-billion dollar marketing plan. That's about to be unleashed on the world. And what's interesting about that just to, is it's got spiritual connotations. So it's yep. almost religious. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. But go on, go on. Yeah. But w- w- what's fascinating about that is that, with that marketing plan, it's the same people that did the marketing plan for COVID, man. So just tie the dots, man. Put the, connect the dots here. And so that's what people, I saw it in Australia. Everything's turning vegan, 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 vegan. Mm. And they're going to steal animal protein out of the system for idealistic reasons. When you can get a society to willingly, idealistically starve themselves nutritionally, you've won. Right. Yeah. That's it. They'll sacrifice themselves. Of course they will. Once you give every, once you get anybody to believe one complete untrue thing, Mm -hmm. then you can make them believe any untrue. Exactly. And we, you know, and I, you know, not to me, I think that's growing up, you know, conspiracy theory or not in the weeds or not. When I was growing up watching this stuff go down, you know, and I was young, you know, it was 1980 when those, when the hostages were in Iran. Mm-hmm. But even at that age, I remember distinctly going, that's quite ironic that they get released the day this guy's elected. Yeah. So, you know, there's a game there. Right. And then you had Ollie North and all that shit come out. Well, that's a big game there. Yeah. That's one no one really knows about. The Iran Contra. This way gone, man. Yeah. That's not Bush. Yeah. This everything. And then, you know, selling it to people as something <laughs> else. You know, and then during that time, you're arming Iran and Iraq at the same time to fight each other it's like okay so you're really playing games here and then it was like okay now now we have to get the american public to believe things aren't true Mm -hmm. and the first one i remember very clearly and i I couldn't 
people can argue with me, call me nuts, I don't care. Was the Oklahoma City bombing? Mm -hmm. That shit was so not real. Yeah. Because we had friends that lived in Oklahoma. Yeah. Right? And the national news was saying it's one fertilizer truck bomb and a rider truck sitting out in front of the building although the pillar that got blown out is the one furthest away from the truck go figure um you know and just completely brings down this federal building and you know and then there's all the things where the guy that went out in the field and he made the same exact bomb put it next to a single white trailer and it just blew the windows out now yeah (laughs) you know so it's like it's a it's a concussion bomb it's not exactly explosive bomb and Mm. so you know like yeah fertilizer doesn't really do that it'll 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 fuck some people up. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it can be used in terrorist not, attacks. It would, it would not, not turn that into no. Well, farmers have been using it forever to get stumps out of fields. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. You just stuff it under the fertilizer, like thing, yeah. up and it pops the stump right out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, but it doesn't you know, blow it to shreds. No, no it just launches. <laughs> well, and they they have proof that they were taking out U.S. military ordnance out of there. Well, yeah, yeah, and and, and, and that was a big cover up, right. and that's been confirmed that that happened. Right. And we had these friends that were lived in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So when this initially happened, the local news was all over it. Right. So there's a whole lot of video out there. Yeah. And he's like, and I was talking about like, dude, because because he lived in Oklahoma City. I'm like, man, what's going on there? He's like, dude. I don't mean, I'm like, this is what we're hearing. He's like, yeah, that's nuts. I said, why? He's like, because that ain't what was reported the first day. And he had videotaped it all and sent right. it to me. So I'm watching these clips, right? And these people said so there were multiple explosions. There were these Arab guys running around, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like a whole patsy thing. Right. So you convince them that this was done by a fertilizer bomb by this Timothy McVeigh, a domestic terrorist. Okay, now you got people kind of a little bit suspicious of each other. And this is going to play on and on and on until you get to 2001. Yeah. Right? So uh, the fact that anybody, it just dry. I'm going to sound like a total fucking asshole here. Go ahead, please. How anyone with a functioning brain believes that those planes did that to those two buildings. And that an airplane, a fucking jetliner, mm-hmm. did that to the Pentagon. Yeah. With no wings laying in the field. The pictures they were showing you was one engine that I think it was made by Rolls-Royce. It was a Tomahawk missile engine. Yes. That's what was laying in the field. There's no luggage. There's no wings. There's no wings for sure. No. I mean. There's nothing there. The pole, pristine. The, the light The pulse. limestone is pr- pristine. Right. And there's a 16-foot hole. Yeah. At a 45-foot-tall, 116-foot-wide wingspan plane, and all the people, and all the luggage, and all the shit went in there. Yeah. And just Incinerated. went. And did, well, because you look at the picture, right, of where they show the hole, there's a desk sitting right there. Nothing's disturbed. Really? Because that thing was a bunker buster. It went through the walls. Right. <laughs> right. It had to get to the finance department. It had to get to the accounting erase, department. Exactly. Erase some ledgers. What they, what they erase? Some well, ledgers. Yeah, because the day before 9-11, mm-hmm. Donald Rumsfeld comes out and says, there's $2 trillion missing from the Pentagon. We have no fucking idea where it went. Was it 2 or 12 Well, yeah. It's probably <laughs> infinite. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which speaks to... And then, and then yeah, but hold on. Yeah. Furthermore, then Building 7 comes down. Oh, yeah. yeah. How? It was uh, a perfect demolition. Uh, That's a, why. A, a wing flew that direction. And, and, and there was, <laughs> and I, there I was a brush fire. Yeah. There was a brush fire yeah. in New York City. Yeah, <laughs> and it spread, and then it. It know, was the tremors was underneath. The tremors did it. Yeah, and the rebar I beams, steel I beams. Yeah. yeah, they don't stay liquid molten steel 
for weeks. No. There's something going on in there that is keeping that steel liquid magma type shit. Thermite. Yeah. Thermite. There you right. go. That's about the only thing. Yeah. yeah. And the only people who have access to that. Of course. Yeah. Well, people that make chemicals. Yeah. <laughs> right. DuPont. Huh. For your food. Oh, and let's talk your about that. DuPont, Monsanto. Right. Yeah. What happened in 2017 and 18? Tell us. Well, know. across the globe, we had these massive consolidations. Bear just swallowed up everything that is Monsanto. Bear. Yes. A name you can trust. Your yeah. family has loved of for course. 100 Do years. Aspirin. Please, yes. brother, spare one, would you? <laughs> We're getting into where aspirin comes. You know. But uh, on that level, okay, this massive, huge, huge consolidation of chemical companies, multinational chemical companies, and grain companies, kaboom. Okay, with pharmaceutical companies and the food industry. It was a competition on the global scale because they had to get there. They had to prop every one of the pharmaceutical, think about that, pharmaceutical, food, agricultural, grain, chemicals. Think about that. It's a competition. Right. And so who controls what now? So it's in very few people's hands now, control now. And those are the ones that are going to create the One World Food Group. And that's what people don't understand that, man, they had their marching orders in 2017. Right. So they got a six year head start before anybody even knows what's going on. Yeah, but everybody's going to say it tastes good. And that's what they're going to do. It looks nice. Yeah, exactly. Bag presentation. That, that look, that cow is smiling on that box. Yep. That thing's of that make vegan me soy concoction. Yeah. You know, it's like Impossible Burger. Yes. It's like, you know why they named it Impossible? Because it's impossible to it digest. Is. It is. And the, the amount of energy that that fake meat generates, yeah, thinking about that, I thought we were saving the planet here, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's, once again, that's the nefarious bullshit. Well, like, that's the hardest of deception. about it, right? Yeah. This is a fake meat. Yeah. Puts more carbon in the air than his ranch does. And his oh, ranch yeah. actually sequesters carbon. Well, we had, we had a beef initiative summit at White Oak pastures oh, wow. there in bluffton last nice. year in mm -hmm. november and it was a fascinating journey i was there for like five days and we uh we went and saw everything we saw is basically change you know pastures had a pasture move he had you know a thousand cattle out there it was like you were in the serengeti of africa right i mean all right. these birds and just it just comes to life so he's got, I mean, everything he's done, you know, for 25 years, he's done it right. He is the epitome of what's going on. Mm -hmm. And he processes his own beef. You have Joe Salatin as well mm -hmm. up there in the Shenandoah Valley. And he, he knows exactly what he's doing. So America, if they would return to that type of character mm -hmm. that you talk about and they really put a lot of value into it right now, it would really get a lot of, they'd get a lot of joy out of it. And that's what they should be looking at. And that's why I tell everybody, it's like, you guys need to change your fucking consumption model. Right. That's your audio, your video, and your food. If you do that, you'll see that your life will change. Right. You don't need the pharmaceuticals. You don't need the banks. You don't need all this to save you. You're going to redefine what wealth is. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have a lifestyle that's more of a management system based on relationships. And that's what we've lost. Mm -hmm. Whenever I was in telecommunications and when I was doing research analysis, I was given an assignment to do, hey, what's going on with all these forms of communications from email to texting? We were looking at behaviors in telecommunications industry. And so I ended up writing a paper and it was called basically the division of interpersonal communication skills. 
and this is basically was back in 19 hold on no this was 2003 right before 2004 and so what we wrote about is how basically we were the the phone company was looking on how to get more devices in the households and so this was a planned demulation of basically getting rid of the family unit so much social engineering through social media and our behaviors now all based and this is causing the division of our interpersonal communication you and i are looking at each other in the eyes and we're talking to each other that doesn't happen in this world anymore and nobody knows that it's happening right so the what's that mean like the, the division of interpersonal community so is that just that everything's virtual now or yes. does it mean something it's been that's, virtual that's for that. a long time and then i it's also segmented like nobody phone, calls on the phone hardly you have to exactly. text before you call like is it a good time to talk yes you know can we set up a time and yeah maybe a day in advance would might be better yes <laughs> and, and we basically right now we are more connected than we've ever been as a species yeah. on this planet but we're the most disconnected that we've ever been yeah. and emotionally wow yes we've <laughs> populated cities that nobody knows no one right they they're walking zombies man they're this is the truth i've seen this i've seen the urban areas i've seen the rural areas right and i'm not we're writing a book now slowly about the journey that i went on to see all this stuff so you know it's going to be a fascinating awareness that people start seeing it's going to happen it's going to be forced upon them because we're going to go through somewhat of a monetary reset here yeah yeah and you know that's what's about mm -hmm. to collapse commercial real estate right now hey yeah okay uh, hanging in the balance right and and why do you say more about why that is exactly exactly go for it well for from what I and I was just talking to a commercial real estate guy in Dallas okay. uh, in Denver I've got my I know, I know what played out here I talked to a pretty big developer in Denver at the Bitcoin meetup uh, just right. a week and a half ago or stuff and and it basically well he, I'd heard some other things but he said yeah basically people have these rents and they're going to be due in the next two years yes. and if the money is worth less they can't face everybody's going to default but he also said that most of the commercial real estates run by these big multinational companies also mm -hmm. and so they are the the keepers of the walled garden as it were that you can't get into that business unless they let you in right Makes I mean, a maybe maybe a building here, a building there, but not actually a big development, not a something that cha transforms the city. You right. Don't, you don't get to play with those. Exactly. And I was seeing that. And I'm, I, I've noticed it in a lot of cities. It's I see a lot of the commercial stuff going to they're turning like Amarillo, Texas right now. They're turning things into community, uh, federal government stuff. I've seen a lot of government stuff going up. And, and with these real estates and so it'll be interesting to see how this plays out because if you default on a national scale on uh, commercial real estate government takes control of that in some form or fashion ah. through the multinational corporations so saving that, us yes exactly of course by nationalizing that, exactly which is what a democracy and, does and right. this is what's happened <laughs> i i think i've seen this kind of in australia so it'll it'll, it'll come this way of course it is. Think about Australia. I was there for a month, right? Had nine fun, uh, events over there. Did three summits over there that we do over here in the United States. Right. Kind of similar, but right. they were cool. A lot of people showed up. But you look at, you know, with Australia and what happened during COVID. Yeah, that's draconian. Yeah, it really is. It yeah, was that belief. was pretty messed up. And you look at the cities, okay? 23 million people in Australia and that's it that's la okay right, right. where do these people live they live in the cities 
about four. It's easy to control because everybody's in the cities. And so the enforcement is really easy to do. What's happening in Australia, right? Where What's happening to all their natural resources? Well, I was in the streets of Sydney and I took a picture of a meat delivery van. And this is just an example. Okay, we're getting a lot of their beef basically because they're shipping it overseas to us in the United States, right? Well, okay, I looked up that this is one meat company and it was like, you know, grass-fed, really good Australian beef company. Well, it was out of, uh, they're out of Shanghai and they're basically selling commodity beef is Wagyu beef. It's a Chinese company and they basically control the processing, they control the feed, they control everything. And Australians really don't know it. And so that's how much they can cover this stuff up. It's all smoke and mirrors. And so Australia is basically already feeding a lot of other people. They don't have enough people really to worry about 23 million. They produce more lamb than beef, but nobody's eating their lamb in Australia. Right. And so, you know, this is the global industrial shift. What they're doing is they're taking animal protein out of the Western hemisphere and they're going to start feeding another couple of billion people somewhere else. That's the plan. That's the shift. And so animal production will go up like big time. And And what it will happen is that we won't have market access to that protein. That's the plan. Right, right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's animal protein here. Mm-hmm. It's Johnny, almost like I'll eat in a little bit, but it's almost you know it's 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 almost like a you know they're just sitting there setting up their dominoes, setting mm-hmm. up their dominoes, setting up their dominoes. A lot of dominoes because right? you can knock that down. Okay, then you're gonna knock down commercial real estate. Mm-hmm. The other one that you know it's weird, it doesn't get talked about much, but it's fucking astronomical. Car loans because mm-hmm. cars are hundred thousand dollars. People are buying them. There's pending, you know. There's car payments now the average car payment is 750 a month well that's a mortgage in terms of the so what they're expecting from consumers yeah when that goes to where people can't pay for that well have you you got trillions inventories out there yeah yeah. a trillion i don't know there's no inventories out there i mean drive drive i tell people this well actually tucker carlson said it whenever he went over to twitter and started broadcasting he goes Leave your city and drive 500 miles and tell me what you see. And so by doing that, I've done that more times than not. Like, right. But you see these inventories are so depleted on car lots. There's no inventories there. Right. What are they doing? Well, what happened in the 70s? You know what happened. We had gas shortages, of course, mm-hmm. but they reinvented the auto industry at that time. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's going on with Tesla You know, and Elon? He's got the biggest car plant in the world now that's a subsidy machine. So they're reinventing the auto industry right now in a way I don't think that people realize. That's what I see. I don't really. I mean, I think they're going to try to get rid of gasoline, diesel-based, petroleum-based They will for a while, but that won't last. It's not. They they can't do it. Depends on how much success they have in getting everybody in the cities and quit owning cars. Right. Well, we have a friend who just moved a mile and a half from us. Uh Uh-huh. Total city boy, and he's now becoming a mountain man all of a sudden, right. actually. And he's got his Tesla and everything. We're like, uh, that's got to go before winter. <laughs> you yeah. get a truck real bad because fast. He lives in Denver. He comes up here, he has to stop in Colorado Springs for an hour to charge up fully before sure. he gets to the mountain because he may not make it back down again. And there's no place on the mountain to, to get it. They're they're fun. They're fun little toys, and that's what they are. They're toys. They're not tools. Automobiles are tools. They basically helped us innovate in the United States. 
and they had to be a powerful tool. Well, they're making these things not to be powerful tools. It's as simple as that. They're also making them to where it could get shut down. Yeah, of course. Oh, Total control. You know, yeah. He, he's uh, he's trying to run. Turn it down, you go. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, get in the car and shut the door. Goes, he ate computer chip in that Dude, that's why everything that, why on there's that's why the most valuable car that sits here yeah. is a 91 ford explorer with locking hubs yes. manual transmission Thank you. that's chris's that's <laughs> I think, it you know what? it's funny it's four-wheel drive it's locking hubs right it's got maybe one hundred thirty thousand miles on it and it, it it's the beast up here it can do it can do whatever any of these other trucks love it. you beast but it's pretty for what it's size a it's a beast <laughs> you can you can just drive 80 miles an hour down these dirt roads you can just hit bumps all day long mm -hmm. it's not a problem that's the most valuable car here. i love that of course it is because yeah. you know shit hits the fan i can drive it down to the river and get some fish <laughs> i mean you think about the the maintenance that it is now on automobiles it was bad years ago but now it's like see i drive a truck right now because i have a sponsor and it's a regenerative uh company and they're out of kansas and so i man i was driving around the country in a 2005 you know chevy that was enough advancement i didn't need any more than that and now i'm in a 2020 I don't even want to touch anything in there. I want to put it in freaking drive. I do like cruise control. I don't give two shits about anything else. And and, and I don't want to know anything else because if that stuff breaks anymore, you're just pretty much screwed. Yeah, you are. You know? Literally. Yeah. yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. Oh, you got to take a day off of work. Oh, you got to take it to this mechanic. You know? Yeah, he's got to take the whole front end off to get to the park. Exactly. Yeah. It's like... It's all just the, the amount of profit they've built into maintenance yeah, general maintenance yes and it's like check engine oh oh <laughs> people they don't get it man they don't get the you know that it's 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 a never-ending slot machine mm -hmm. yeah well i have a 2017 ford x x explore no expedition uh-huh got it for at sixty thousand miles right paid eighteen thousand for it and then i just looked the other day because i i had I had a rental car of a newer version of it and it's plastic. It's yeah. it around these roads. It slides out on every corner. It's just not, a, it's not, a, it's got the, the, the steps that come down and all these fancy little doodads and everything, but it's not as good a car. So I looked as I want to get another, cause I might, I just hit 230,000 miles on it in four years. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not quite your we level. Put, yeah, but we're not about we, we put some miles on it. Yes. And so I was like, I awesome. love I want to get another 2017 with 60,000 miles on it. And I was like, how much does it cost? Looked it up the other day. $38,000. It's doubled yeah. in fiat terms yeah. in four years. Yes. Holy crap. Here we go. Here we Re, go. Let's, let's and, reinvent the auto industry. I mean, throughout this whole conversation, the consumption model, um, yeah. the incentives of, of what the right thing to do, of, of building soil instead of dumping chemicals on it, because you need animals under the soil to have yes, soil, actually. Right. And all out. of... Yeah, it yeah. really, it really, really <laughs> matters. Yeah. Yeah. And all these things are incentives. And, and in this fiat world, the incentive is to just break everything. Yes. The, to print money. The people that can print money for free want to break everything else because they can print money for it. They don't want to be caught. No. If they can enslave everybody, then nobody can take them down. You just go with it. Right. You know, and the only thing I know of, and, and I know you used to do some. 
The only thing, you no, know, the mafia, the guns and the bullets don't work because they've got bigger ones of all those things. No, no, no. I'm just saying they are illegal mafia. Oh, they are that. It's a cartel. Yeah. It's basically, a, a bunch illusion. of outlaws got together, made laws against everybody else, and they're enforcing them. So we're the power now. Right, right. So if, the same thing mm -hmm. been if you're a criminal, years. if you take over the legal system, then you no longer are a criminal. Yeah. You legalize right. your actions. Of and course. the only the only defense against it, the only thing I found, the only thing that actually makes a difference is Bitcoin. Yeah. And it's because it's the only place that we can store value, store time and energy over a long period of time that will grow in that, in yes. that energy without any degradation. And we've never had that in our history, species history ever before. No. And, and, and the reason you're here this week, and I want to say that too, we were actually having the bush bash here right. <laughs> up in Montana Sagrada today, this uh, Bitcoin event, it's a camp out weekend, got a bunch of people coming, super happy that you're here, Johnny yeah, from too. the Beef Initiative, yeah. and Liz is on her way, she'll be here tomorrow from the Beef Initiative too, so we have this really awesome crew up here, and it's our first year, and I'm sure this will be the smallest year we ever have, because it's going to get yeah. bigger from here. I mean, why can't it not? It's, right? it's going to be so much damn fun. Everybody that's not here is going to be so jealous. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, and you know, and, and I think what's really cool about this place, I'm going to talk about this. Place. Yeah, please. Sure. So it's Montana Sagrada. Right. We do all kinds of stuff here. We do a lot of gatherings. And I think the thing that, because, you know, I've had a lot of people say, wow, this is so different up here. It's because it's humans being humans. Mm -hmm. There isn't, there's no pretense. There's no, there's no gig. There's no game. There's no, you know, pre just presenting yourself as some character. Right. Just being you. You know, it's like, I, to me, it's like those what i have met from you know getting involved in the whole kind of bitcoin community is you're meeting people from all different walks of life who are good representatives of that walk of life 100 percent. you know it's like wow there's like people in here with good ideas who have the energy and the motivation and the inspiration to keep going yeah you know because there's a whole lot of them they just want to lay down and ball their heads off and play victim and poor me and it's like that's not doing anything so you're you know pick it away don't get me started man yeah. <laughs> i'm serious i'm tired of the bullshit yeah me too i right. really am yeah. and it's not and i tell people man i start off most of the times i do podcasts i say hey this ain't a judgment okay so get that shit out out yeah. of the equation we're not talking about that i ain't fucking judging you well that's this how is play, an observation right? well th that shit don't work with me i'm sorry good bless your heart <laughs> bless your heart Try. don't cuss in our podcast god damn it right yeah, yeah yeah i know what you mean i know what you mean because you know like part of the what you know the work i do you get some weirdos up in here i bet you do people fascinating behavior i'm people sure for healing you know i'll tell you for That's the true. last 30 years i have gotten probably three or four phds in studying human behavior i bet what, you have man what that actually how long has it been now to. tell me more i want to know more so i uh you know had always been interested in like you know what is this thing looking on my eyeballs what's beating my heart you know it's like it's got me feeling in my body mm -hmm. and i got really interested in that after eating an ounce of mushrooms <laughs> well done yeah i was like i like 18 there's something to this yes you know? and and our culture the only thing you're gonna get is you know some terence mckenna which you know yeah great guy whatever um or you know timothy leary uh, yeah that's the kind of nature you're going to get uh, or you're going to get this kind of holier than thou spiritual something or other and you know really wasn't about that for me mm -hmm. it was really about salt of the earth you know stay pragmatic and then so after i ate the ounce of mushrooms i just kind of was out looking for you know just to see what would pop up and i had a hopi medicine man 
I was given a hand. He was building a, a like a clothing store in Palm Springs. Okay. And he was this, I, the most exquisite woodwork you would have ever seen. I mean, this guy was really good. So he was basically decorating this high-valued clothing store. And a friend of mine had gotten a hold of him through some ad that he needed help. And he said, hey, man, you got a friend because we need some help over here. And so I came down. So I started hanging out with him. And, you know, and he, he was basically affirming things, mm-hmm. you know, like, Bill, I mean, when I was young, I mean, I can't really verbatim talk about anything we actually talked about in that sense. But, you know, he would talk about ceremony. He would talk about spirit. He would talk about integrity. You know, he'd talk about presence, uh, a man's power, these kinds of things. And it was intriguing because mm-hmm. none of it was usurper stuff. It was yeah, you having some strength in you. Yeah. And then, you know, from there, I moved out of California, and then I moved to Woodland Park, which is just down the road. And the day we landed, I met this woman. Uh, her name was Irene Firedancer. She was a Nez Pierce Medicine woman. Okay. Yeah, late 50s. I was early 20s. I was like 21. And uh, started going. She invites me. I mean, I walked. We're in a bookstore, right? Because I'm just going to find something to read. Because like you, when I moved here, I had 450 bucks in my pocket. Mm-hmm. I had a Hyundai that... that <laughs> I owed the registration on <laughs> and I, it was either I leave California or, I, or, you know, or I pay the registration. Right. Both is not going to happen. It's like, where <laughs> am know? I going to land? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, California is one of those weird traps that, uh, you could never save up enough money to leave there. Yeah. You just have to leave. You just go. Yeah. And just figure it out when yeah, you get there. Put your wind, no you put shit. your sail to the winds and figure and it out. And if you get out, don't come back. Right. Yeah. So we got, we had, the, <laughs> it was me, my ex-wife, the Hyundai. Everything we owned inside of it, a giant dog and two cats. Mm. So everything we owned took up the trunk. That's pretty yes. much it. And then we drove out here, and then they got a hotel in town. You know, it was like $40 a night. You know, it's cheap. And it was cheap. And stayed there for a little bit until we found a place to live. Well, the first day I was here, I'm like, well, you know, I got no money to go do anything. Just read. I was really a voracious reader for quite a while. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, thousands of books. And, um, so I go to this bookstore to buy a book, and there's this woman standing there, and she, you know, had presence. Exactly what the Hopi guy was telling me about. She was exuding presence. Right. It was like, oh, you know some things. And you know some things that might not make you a millionaire, they're going to make your life far more rich. Right. You know? And so she looks at me, you know, we kind of exchange a little bit. She's like, you. I'm like, yeah. What are you doing tonight? I'm like, nothing. Just got to town. You're coming to Medicine Circle tonight. I'm like, well, what's that? She's like, we hold a medicine circle at this library, at this bookstore up mm. in the meeting room. You're coming. I'm like, all right, got nothing better to do. So I showed up, right? And there's a couple elders there from Lakota Rose, mm-hmm. one from Rosebud and one from Pine Ridge. And they showed, and it was fucking insane. I mean, fucking insane. They're doing this, you know, they're, they're very simple, salt of the earth people. Right. They're not there to talk their presentation. Sure. They're to present you power. In a way that we don't understand. So they're doing this thing, and he's banging on the drum. Boom, boom, boom. Old dude. Boom, 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 boom. And he's singing, you know, in Lakota. And then he stops. He looks at me. You just need to let go. You just need to let go. Let go. Just let go. And all of a sudden, just something came out of me and just exploded, you know, and I was hooked. So I ended up walking, the, you know, what they call the warrior's walk. Right. Which was Lakota in, in fashion. But, you know, everything is a little different now. 
Sure. It's not those traditional ways of the 60s. I mean, they were still pretty traditional in the 60s and the 50s, but now it's a little different. So you got to navigate that whole world, you know, and I, I was lucky because the elders I got to hang out with, they weren't blowing smoke up your ass. If you try to blow it up theirs, good luck. Really? Right. So there is none of that kind of placating, co-signing bullshit, pretending you have integrity. So the two of you look good. <laughs> None of that shit was going on. It was raw. It was real. Perfect. It was in your face. It was staying it. grounded. Yeah. You know, because I, I would I'd be like, I want to body experience. They're like, why the hell would you want to get out of your body? Where the hell do you think you're going to go? Yeah. And besides, you know, that body you're in, that's fucking prime real estate. <laughs> that's land, my friend. That's right. land. That's your land. Yeah. You leave. Something else is going to come squat on your land. I'm like, but I don't want that. Then root yourself deep in the earth like a tree. Right. And grow, you grow and touch it that way. So be deeply rooted in the earth while you're touching the sky. Don't let go of the earth to touch the sky because there's no home for you there. Your home is where you're rooted. Right. You're never not going to be here. That's the thing I think that, you know, is underlying a lot of this stuff that nobody can see. You've never not been on earth. Right. When you think, well, I've, I was this person on another planet. No, that was here. If you were born here, you've never not been here. So this is home, mm -hmm. whether you like it or not. Well, I want to be in a higher dimension. Earth covers all dimensions. <sighs> it has it, a it, lot of depth. It's the bride of spirit. How could yeah. it not? Right? Mother Nature, I, you know, the way we always put this, I try to put this to people. You realize that Mother Nature is the great spirit, God, whatever you want to call it. Mother Nature is God's wife. Yeah. You better be careful. When you're a child of those two, how you treat your mother? Because dad's going to come home and kick the shit out of you for being disrespectful to um, your mother. That's where much. we're at. Right? Yeah, 100%. That's where we're at. And people are like, well, we got to stop eating meat. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not, that's not real. Mm -mm. No, that was, that was your gift. Manage it well. Let them have a happy, fulfilling life. Because in the end of it, we all end up in the dirt. Mm-hmm. There's nobody who's going to get saved from that, right? And, you know, it's like take an old lion. Yeah. they. You know what happens to them? You know, they're they're young. They got to kind of hide under their mommy and their daddy. And they get to that point where they can just go pretty much eat anything they want. But when it comes to the end of that run, yeah, they're being picked apart yeah. by hyenas. And usually dismembered before they're even dead. Yeah. And they can't defend themselves. They can't hunt anymore. They're, once their luck runs out. It's done. You're done. Yeah. You know? And it's like, so that cow, is it is it doing great things? You know what I mean? It's like, you're not, just, just the insanity uh -huh. that has been taken as serious. Meanwhile, all the work being neglected. Exactly. What's real? It's like son of a bitch. You know, uh, we get into it a lot with vegans. They're like, well, you know, you have to be vegan. You know, it's like you, you. How do you do sacred medicines and eat animals? I'm like, because eating animals is called food, <laughs> right? It's like <sighs> once again, man, the relationship with food has been lost. Yeah, I mean, you know, really, totally. you, you know, hey, I could kick it one step further. You know, your food too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, if the hungry mountain lion comes up here. And he's like, you know, I have a yearning for some human. You ain't stopping this shit. I mean, we do actually yeah. have a mountain lion that's a neighbor here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And we have bears here, too. And I don't think they mind Why eating not? you. No. Hell I don't no. think they have any moral quandary with eating you. Well, once again, it's based on idealism, right. not foundational core belief systems. Right. 
It's the like, core belief system is being manipulated with the idealistic bullshit. Right. That's why they become that. It's right. it's basically psychological warfare, man. Right. And they've put it on steroids with technology. And that's what I tell people. I said, man, you're living an interface surface level life that you have no un understanding what's going on underneath that interface surface. Right. And it's true. Right, right. It's just, once yeah. again, the reality. You don't know the inner workings of the young Yeah. Life, including you, the one you're You living. look at the younger. When I went on Harvest, right, with these young men, they're supposed to be far, and it's not picking on them. They're good guys. Poor boys. Some of them come from farm, you know, stuff like that. Good kids, but damn it, they just didn't have it in them, you know, and they don't have it in them. And all they know, they don't even know how to cook eggs. Right. Now, come on, damn it. You know, mm -hmm. pizza pockets and chicken tendies. You've heard me say it a mm -hmm. thousand times, Tom, but mm -hmm. that's their life. That is food. Right. And so you do that to a, a, a generation or two or three of men, then we become very effeminate. We become very fragile. Right. And that's the plan. Mm -hmm. It always has been. Right. This is nothing new. Right. It's just basically new to everybody. And we have such a confirmation bias right now that's hard cased in a form of cognitive dissonance that people can't snap out of it right because right. they don't have that basically strength mm -hmm. it is it's, it's fragile right and and it it's it's like you said it's not a judgment man it's just out there mm -hmm. and we've got plenty of people that see it every day right mm -hmm. and so you know allegory of the cave mm -hmm. you know let's talk about that yeah, you yeah, know yeah. Plato's cave yep mm -hmm. There you go. Shadows in the wall. Yeah. Yep. People love the shadows right now, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, and dancing with them. So turn around and look and see. Yeah. Where's that light coming from? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, that, yeah. that's what happened with me, man, because I, I, and I never really got bad with anything, but I got separated from the land whenever my grandfather had to liquidate the land right. so he could take care of six children right. and do the right thing. Right. Okay, that's where it ended because of the dead economy, right? Well, I was taken off that land. And so, you know, whenever that happens, you do, you can see, you know, what has happened mm -hmm. basically within the system. Mm -hmm. And very few people can do that right now. Right. And the value of, you know, where we came from. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. Well, yeah, I mean, we don't value the right things anymore. No. Right. The value system, I mean, you know, mm -hmm. through all the cognitive dissonance, through all the nutritional depletion, through all the, you know, marching these ideologies into people's brains. Yeah, we don't really have any true understanding of things anymore. No, and that's right. by design. I mean, right. take logic yeah. out of the society. And that's what they've done. You know, I tell everybody, it's like everybody was wearing a mask before COVID, man. Now you know which kind of mask they were wearing. Right. And they did, you know, stuff, you know, doing the data stuff that I used to do in telecommunications. Man, they know how easy it is to herd people. Where do they, the cattle, look at cat, look how we herd animals, mm -hmm. look at the pharmaceutical companies. Do you think there's not behavioral studies being cross-shared and all this shit, man? Mm -hmm. And they don't mind doing that because they have to, yep. you know, they're, they're basically, you know, they have to do it. It's part of the system. Yeah. And cities become feedlots for humans. Of course. Mm -hmm. right. You know, we had 10,000 cattle that dropped dead last year in Kansas. Right. Did you see that one? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I just dropped dead one day. And they were at the feed yards. And it was a point of Kansas that was a heat wave. Okay. okay. Angus cattle, most of them are Angus cattle. Angus cattle have to cool off their bellies mm -hmm. at night. Mm -hmm. Well, there was a heat wave that came down. Well, they didn't get to cool because they were transitioned. They're pretty much already about to get processed. Right, right. And they're pretty metabolically fucked up because that's what, you know, feedlot cattle are on the corporate right. side of things. Right, not right, on regenerative right, side because right, right, right. there's... 
that's where a lot of people don't don't understand but anyways these cattle dropped out because the heat wave came through they didn't cool the bellies and so they were metabolically already bankrupt and so they did they all dropped dead man wow. it was just, and that's the science behind you know <laughs> their diet mm-hmm. so they can take them you know get the most money brought before they Fat get the bullet right, in the head before. right well yeah yeah i mean there was I mean, back when because this all kicked up the dust kicked up around this a long time ago um God, what was that book called it was a farmer who came out and was talking about industrial farming mm-hmm. and he talked about like the cattle that these corporate farms would uh it's called mad cowboy mm-hmm. back in the day yeah. and he said that what they'll do is they'll feed chicken shit to cows just before they harvest them of course because it fattens them up like butterballs and then you know mad cow disease was a thing yeah and they would actually take a cow and grind it up and feed it to other cows of course and that's what caused it all yeah they they have all kinds of ways that they maneuver right that they don't have to report to anybody right and that's the capture of the fda the usda the way that oh. it's set up and right. the captures the money yeah, yeah. and what's interesting the is then you the get right. into society with the cognitive dissonance exactly and then if you eat meat you're a bad guy yeah Right. If you if you read the Bible, you're a kook. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's all these kinds of things that are going on. Just really trying to marginalize in one fell swoop everybody who does a particular thing. Because you know, it's like what we've been doing. You know, Mm -hmm. as soon as you know the the research was done and the information was out there, and guys like you were hitting the scene, you know, it, it became imperative. That you're going to know where your meat came from. Yeah. You're going to know that one. And we've got a few things here in Colorado. We got PBJ cattle. I'm not really, I haven't done too much research on how good it is because, mm-hmm. you know, we're getting it through. Yeah. Jessica Jason. and her dad. They actually yeah. run this ranch together. It's a yeah. father daughter team. Yeah. She and what's wild is, is the first time you eat meat from one of these regenerative farms. Yeah, you, you just can't touch anything else. No, you just you don't go back. Man. No, because you're like, oh, it's not because I would I would always I would stop eating red meat for a long time because it's like well why I because mean, it's like I get in a beef coma and I can't digest it mm. well it's not the meat it's the shit in it yeah it's all the drugs they shoot it up with my body didn't like that it's never liked chemical anything it just reacts funny you it can tell does. yeah well and that goes back to all right let's see see who's running all this right those cows are pumped through you know whatever they're pumped through right. fed whatever the fed right. Well, in those cattle that died in Kansas, and everybody was like, oh, my God, those cattle. And I said, you get 10,000 Americans in that same campaign <laughs> yard, man, you're going to drop dead, too, yeah. that's how unhealthy you are. Yeah, 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 so yeah. we are the health of the nation. We're, the way we gauge our health is the is the basically health of our animals. It's always been that in society. Mm. Right, right, you take right. the animal out of society, that, that society collapses. It's, it's, it's been that way since the beginning of time. Right. And so... You know, you look at India, you know, they, they still get something out of the cow, right? But, you know, looking at how they have to maneuver within that system on that continent, they're doing what they have to do to eat the way they do in Hinduism and everything. Right, right, right. So there's a lot of places on this earth that you can't have cattle. Right. That's okay, you know, but the places that can, they are very powerful and they right. always have been. Right, right, right. But, you know, you have in Africa, you don't have cattle, you have mushrooms, that gives just as good protein. Right. So they get what they need for their environments. Right. That's really what the beef finish is about is knowing where you stand. What are you consuming of where you are? Right. That's where your power is. And that was what was taken out of our society. Right, right. 
And that's what we're trying to get people. I lead with beef because I'm freaking coming from West Texas cattle country. Mm-hmm. But everybody should be talking about anything that where they come from. Right. And and I think that's the most important thing to really discuss, right. you know, moving forward. Yeah. And then, you know, you could, and when you've got people basically, you know, no one has a home anymore. They have an investment. Right. So they're bouncing all over the place. They're moving to this city, to that city, to that city, to that city. It's like, I don't think they understand the destruction of of their continuity that does i just don't think they get it now because you know now you're in a completely different environment right you know it's like be home and stay home you know what i mean don't be parading all over the well it's it's based on convenience because it's convenient to be able to do this this migration and transitory bullshit usually it's happening like 2008 the housing crisis austin texas got just blew up and you know that was because people were migrating well the quality of austin texas suffered greatly yeah yeah yeah. and everybody thinks it's austin's cool no it's not (laughs) it was used to be and it's not a judgment it's just what happened i was there when it was cool you were there you know i think it's been getting uncool every decade for like 50 decades like i think every if you're that in the is 50s, true if you're course. in the 50s you know the 60s oh, ruined yes. us. And then we're in the 60s the 70s or in the 80s so every decade has ruined it for quite a while yeah and, and what happened with austin though is that it really truly did lose its character because yeah. what happened is we didn't have a bunch of uh, multinational shit in there we didn't have a bunch of corporate stuff in austin no in the 90s i mean corporations co-opted keep austin weird right exactly it, there was a weirdness to it that was a cool underbelly like anti-society or somehow rebels in yeah. some way doing our, our own way yeah, yeah yeah and then that got co-opted into a corporate slogan for southwest southwest essentially exactly that's when it really kind of you know happened and and what happened as well you think about this in austin you couldn't have a building higher than the capital man right, i know well shit where is no, no, the no. capital i can't yeah yeah yeah, it's, you yeah. Know, where is it? very yeah. very uh-huh. under all those other buildings yeah they, they, they moved the, bear, the the ring of of not permitted closer to the capital yeah quite pretty a much <laughs> i think austin is tested for a smart city Oh, no, it is already. I drive there all the time, man. Yeah, yeah. It's already there. Yeah, it's kind of interesting when you watch these bigger cities that are doing this. Yeah. They do this thing like Dallas. Mm-hmm. You could lock that place down in a second. Mm-hmm. Because it's all these loops around the city. Exactly. And Houston, you need to get, Dallas. and all of them are serviced by one loop that spreads out to all these other loops. You block that when no one's going anywhere. Nope. So it's not like you can escape anywhere. There's nowhere to go. You're <laughs> stuck so there. It's so true. Right? And then the buildings are building now. And apparently they're going to have a big symposium in Maui. They want to do a smart island. So well, that's, that's called freaking land grab. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah oh, Maui. Who knows big what's time. really yeah. going on there. I don't know. That was a no big, one that's a big one, man. It's really wild when you watch this whole Hawaii thing, Maui thing, because to do that kind of a, a hit. Uh-huh you're just not a better place you're in the middle of the fucking ocean right they shut down communications like oh there's no power there's no electricity there's nobody getting cell coverage nothing well it's a blackout it's a media blackout mm-hmm. and it's been a media blackout no government response because you know there are those people who bounce over to hawaii where they still have power and upload their videos and what they're talking about is you know when this thing went down there wasn't a uniform person around helping anyone right that it was all this grassroots neighbors helping neighbors yeah and it was like okay and then i i mean to me it's like do when will people see that life has no value to these people Mm -hmm. whoever these people are and you know and it's questionable whether they're people 
Who knows? We yeah. just don't know. I do, you know what I think it is? I just look at it this. It's good and evil at this point in time. Pretty much. You know, and there's it's some evil spirit. Obvious. It's obvious. Well, it's spirit. And we live with spirit. I mean, good or bad. That's what we live with. Yes. And right now, the majority of spirit that you're seeing is basically, uh, it's basically, it's lopsided. And you see it, the lack of spirit and the evil spirit. Right. So it's co-opted because of the lack thereof. Right. And I see a lot of nutrition. I've got a doctor, she's uh, out of Dallas, and she won't see parents and, and treat the child until the parents do a 48-hour bone broth fast because their brains are fogged. Right. So that right there is, you know, that's part of it. Right, right, right. right. And it's, once again, this is coming from the doctors, the ones that are good doctors. Right. The ones doctors. that get censored. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Family doctors, the yeah. ones that are seeing the children. Right. Yeah. And go back to that, because you mentioned that earlier, that your whole purpose in this is helping children. Yeah, I know that's really important to you, so I want you to just whatever well, you want to say about that. Well, talking about spirit, right? Think about the innocence of a child mm -hmm. that's fed well. I, I was raised with a freezer full of beef. Right. My mother basically fed me like a bird when I first started eating. And I ate beef my whole life. It was always there. We ate from the farm. Everything came from the soil. I had a fascinating, energetic life. Right. And no question about it, man. Energy out the, you know, everywhere. Mm -hmm. And the, the excitement, the level of, like, joy that I had as a child, it's non-existent now. Right, yeah. And I can see it. And what's happening is, you know, we're working with these doctors, we're losing, we're killing a generation of children right now yes we are by an adult consumer demand mm -hmm. we're teaching this innocence we're losing that mm -hmm. and basically we're stealing that innocence from a child because we don't have the balls to say i'm not consuming the right stuff right. i'm doing it because it tastes good and i'm addicted to it right because food is a drug now yeah and it yeah. is yeah, yeah. And the amount of sugar, the, the, there's no telling, you know, how much we're doing to our metabolical systems. 88% of Americans are now metabolically bankrupt. It's, it's going in the wrong direction. And people don't want to own it because they have to go look in the mirror. Right. With that type of percentage, once again, that's from the government. Mm -hmm. This is not a nefarious, you know, status bullshit thing, conspiracy thing. This is the truth of the matter. Well, a false identity has taken over the organism. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. I mean, right. Uh, that's just thank you. Inevitable. Yeah. Yeah. This this idea has taken over the organism itself. Right. Right. That's called a parasite. Yeah. Yeah. And we're loaded with them. Mm -hmm. You know, people in America go, "We don't have parasites here." It's like, no, you live with yours, just like the people in Peru live with theirs. Mm -hmm. Right now, there's those that go, "You know, I don't want this anymore," so they go to what you know, vomitivo. Or La Puerga, and they get that shit out. Mm -hmm. You know what's funny is, is yeah. ayahuasca in the jungle. Here, right? it's this big, I get to meet the mother and all this. you know. Which it's mother ayahuasca, isn't that about it? But you get down there, they don't call it ayahuasca. What do they call it? They call it La Puerga, the purge. Right. Or vomitivo, the vomit, the the cleansing. Mm -hmm. Limpia, They're, limpia. Yeah, yeah limpia. This clean. clean this body out. Yeah. La visita, la visita la cuerpo. Right. Yeah. Clean the body out, clean the body out. And the thing I think is interesting about ayahuasca is that it's, it's a doctor on every level. Mm -hmm. So while you're getting your gut cleaned out from all the bullshit in there yeah. and, and really dumping the sugar out of your system, right. because it does that, 
at the same time it's doing that, it's going through your behavior. It's going through your belief system. Mm-hmm. It's going through the way you identify and what it is that you're responsible for and what you're not all at the same time. Fascinating. Right. Yeah. So it can actually get to a place to those who really want to have the va- the true value of life restored for them, mm-hmm. which is not many. They're it's afraid. Many. Most people, what I've come to find out, you know, is a lot of people who participate in those plant medicines, they want to heal the effects of the bad behavior of their ego, mm-hmm. but they don't want to lose the bad behavior. <laughs> they just don't want to be affected by it. Anymore. Right. So they'll come in, they'll, you know, I've had some come in and they'll, they'll you know, don't, they'll, they'll do it. And they're like, Oh, I got that out of me. I got that out of me. They come back. They're, they're releasing the same thing they did the week before, you know, the month before. Really? It's like, I thought you were done with that. Yeah. Here it is again. It's like, I'm not, I'm not going any further. It's like, yeah. Cause you're not owning up to what you need to do now. Right. You want to you want to just pretend that's not there. Let's move on to other things. So you don't get to move on to other things. That's what's in front of you. Do that. So it kind of points that out, right? You know, in a way that you don't need a therapist telling you. You don't need to believe anything. There's nothing you need to believe. No, it, it's obvious in your own brain. Well, they don't need, they don't know how to surrender. That's it. Yeah. They don't know how to surrender over to it. Right. Because if you surrender, you know, that's what I tell everybody. 50% of my days these days are surrendering, mm-hmm. taking action on that surrendering. Mm-hmm. People don't know how to take action on it, even when they try to surrender. Right. Yeah. Right. That's a big one. Yeah. That's a whole topic in and of itself. Yeah. Because it's a huge problem. You know, it's, it's a funny proposition, life. Yeah. Yeah. There's, you know, you can propose <laughs> infinite things. Right. You know, how many of those are going to actually be beneficial to what you call you mm-hmm. yeah that's uh, that's that's still remains to be seen 100 percent. it's it's like people are afraid to go into the unknown and you and i were talking earlier i said it's that my father was a counselor and he always had these sayings and shit he knew he would buzz things you know more will be revealed shit like that right <laughs> yeah. and so he said man there, you know what one of the uh seven deadly nodes is and i was like what he goes the deadly need to know why do you need to know something? Yeah. Well, curiosity killed the cat because you're afraid of something. It's something. The cur- Why do you need to know that? Right. And right. so the deadly need to know is is definitely if you pay attention to that shit. You know, I get to where I was like, why are you asking that fucking question? Do you even know why you're asking me that? Right. No, it's just a deadly need to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You'll know. Wait, people should will know when they're ready to do the real work. Yeah. The only question they're ever going to ask themselves is why. Yep. That's the only one that matters. Right. All the other stuff is easily filtered. It's easily set up. It's just logistical. Right. The who, the what, the where, the when, the how. But the why, that's eh, the big mystery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why are you doing any of this? Yeah. Why are you, you know, like, why do people treat this life as it's going to, you know, make them something in the universe, like a, like a, like a shining star or something? It's like, yeah, yeah, that's not real, man. No, it's just, just not real. It's not. It's, well, it's, it's part of the cartoon world. Disney, it really is. Disneyland. Yeah. hundred percent, man. And once you get, once you look in that mirror, because I damn near died, right? I mean, I'm serious. I got busted up, like, and it, it wasn't pretty. And I was dealing with the pain. I didn't complain, and that's what I do. That's what I was taught. 
And so I damn near killed myself by not complaining. Right. So finally I said, well, fuck, this is out of control. Right, right. <laughs> so I'd lost some weight and I was retaining water at one point in time. I'd go, I started going through renal failure. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had a portal vein that got basically collapsed on me and I didn't know it. And so they had to drain like a, over a 10 day period. They drained about 29 liters out of my abdomen. I was down to 125 pounds. I looked wow. like a freaking Holocaust victim, seriously. And I, that's, it was that bad. I've got pictures of it and stuff. So I, I definitely documented it, but I had to go there and said, okay, well, this is it. They gave me about six weeks. They couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. And so that I had that moment and it's like, okay, fuck. All right. Well, you're not that bad of a person and shit, but let's go ahead and make that promise. It's like, I think Jesus is like a, the baddest outlaw that ever existed, right? Uh-huh. You know, Me that's too. what I like about him. Me you know, too. he's just Me a badass. Yeah, Everybody yeah. likes to yeah. think he was weak. Fuck you, man. He had 12 dudes following around for three years, right? Uh-huh. And he told them everything, man. And every one of those motherfuckers just betrayed the shit out of him. So he had to have some huevos to do what he did because he knew they were going to do that. So I said, all right, man, Jesus, you're pretty cool. I'm about to die. I don't want to do this. If you get me out of this, we're going to go and we're going to reinvent, you know, why I'm here. And that's when I found food intelligence. That's when I embedded myself in a harvest company. And so I had to look in that mirror and when you do that and you know there's no more bullshit, you change. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. So and that's why I tell people, I said, why are you not taking this shit serious? Because it, when it comes down to the nut cutting, you start taking it really serious. Oh, boy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a lot of people can't get out of that, you know, hey, 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 you know, I, I swear, you know, the, the ultimate never-ending hangover you know shit like that throw up throw up throw up and all that begging and pleading but whenever you're really thinking about you know eternity and shit there's something that clicks oh boy yeah quickly right that was funny we were i was in a coffee shop one time walking to a starbucks and they had all there was this table full of people doing a bible study right right so they're all in their bibles deep in their bibles and you know and they're obviously you're putting on a show because you're being a little loud. So I walk in, I just look over, you know, hello, you know, cordial, do what you do. And I walked up to, you know, get a beverage, and a guy comes walking in. He's got this necklace on. It's got all these stones, big stones around his neck, right? right. So there's like Jasper, and there's Tiger Eye. I mean, you know, just all of them. And uh, one of the ladies sitting in the in the uh, Bible study looks up at him, says, oh, wow, that's quite a necklace. He's like, yeah, it's for protection. And she says, for protection, what do you mean? He's like, well, these stones protect me. And she says, that sounds, you know, started going into the whole black magic, Satan, mm-hmm. you're being influenced in this way and that way. And so I don't like that shit. <laughs> I just don't. I, would, I am I not the would. kind of guy I wouldn't think that's going to sit there and watch this go on. It's only been an afternoon, but I would not think that you would even <laughs> think that shit was cool at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I walk up to that table. I look at that lady. I said, hey, how, you guys read that book, yeah? I said, yeah. I said, okay, why don't you turn to the part where Aaron gets killed? Moses' son? Yeah. Get, get to that part. The building of the temple. When yeah. they start talking about what the rules are to go into the temple to go into the inner sanctum right the mercy seat if you're going to sit there what does it say it says you must wear a breastplate of 12 stones to go into the holiest of holies inside of the temple 
And Aaron didn't wear that, and they killed him. Spirit killed him for that. Yeah. And here you are going to slam this kid for this, right? Uh-huh. And they just kind of give me this weird look, right? And, you know, so we started talking a little bit. They said, have you been saved? I said, oh, yeah, I've been saved. So you accepted Jesus Christ in your heart as your Lord and Savior? I said, oh, no. It's, it, I, there's no more room in there but for me. I mean, I said, well, that's being saved. They're like, well, I don't get it. I'm like, when you realize that life is eternal, and if it's your life sucks now, and you don't do anything about it, do the math. Yeah. That shit's going to suck for eternity. <laughs> exactly. And if you're going to live forever anyway, and you have shit to get over, when's the best time in eternity to do anything? And now. Now. Yes. I said, so, yeah. I would say that Jesus saved me, you know, not so much a dude, but what he represented. Right. Saved me a whole lot of time wallowing in shit <laughs> and judgment. And I just turn around and walk away. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. just right over their fucking heads Boom, man right Boom. Yeah, heads like, exploded <laughs> yeah 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 you know <laughs> that's the thing about it isn't that form of cognitive dissonance based on this you know type of you know organized religion you know right. theories well you look at the new age movement yeah that's organized religion too of course it is they're all marching to the same <laughs> of course it shitty is. drum beats they're exactly. all the In same the, song how does this yeah. happen it's because it becomes the religion of self Instead of the identity of self. What did Jesus said? He just said, I am. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's not complicated. No, no. Oh, you, you say that today because what I call myself, I say, I am. Texas I am Slim. that I am. That's I am Texas I am. Slim. <laughs> I am. Yeah. But that's what that means. It's like, man, just be yourself. Right. Just be this for eternity. Right. Why are you so afraid? Well, right. it's judgment and fear and lies because right. fear is a lie. Right. And people are afraid. Mm-hmm. Mm, and that's what they're really up against they don't know how to deal with that sense of self right because they can use organized religion they mm-hmm. can become righteous behind the words and they can go see experts. and inter- yes of course right to yeah. train them how to be yeah do you know there's a thing out there now there's some people doing this what i i still want to poo-poo on them but i just not yet <laughs> there's people out there that are gonna train you how to serve psychedelics to people oh yeah or, oh in the clinical like, setting yeah. what the fuck you're gonna train someone yeah only you know five thousand dollars as if it's some kind of program yeah oh, like, oh that one but it that is. program i know which program you Yo, but it wait is. a minute here it's like ah uh, you know yeah. i've met people who have been trained to serve ayahuasca and they literally suck at it they probably do more harm, maybe. Yeah, they do a lot of Well, uh, isn't isn't it a half measure? They do a lot of they do a lot of name dropping, that's best because Right. Yeah. And then there's the ones that I've met a couple, not many. Well it's never about the money for them. Because even if they get the money, they just build more stuff. Mm-hmm. So they're actually taking valueless money and putting it into something before it loses every ability to get you resources, yeah, they're putting it in infrastructure. It's like that's the best place to put it right now. Right. You should be building your infrastructure, not buying shit because it's cheap. Exactly. You know, it's like no, 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 no. This is not the time for that. You're gonna want something that can go beyond the planned obsolescence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of thing. But so you know, it's those guys that are doing it legitimately. I feel like I'm one of them, but you know, I can say that. But I'm biased towards me, so. That uh, they do it because they're in big fucking trouble if they don't. Yeah. 
It's not uh not a, not financial trouble necessarily. It's not that. They're in big trouble with the, the big kahunas. Right. Because the big kahunas said, hey, this needs to be done. Yeah. You're designed for this. You're going to do it. I mean, I remember when, you know, when I first started. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want to do this. I want to do this. this is, why would I want to do this? You do it or you die. Really? Oh, pretty much. Yeah. And then, so I tried to avoid doing it, avoid doing it. And it was so what was the effect? What was the first effect? Of what? Well, you said you almost died. What What was the first change? Well, there's there's a fact. That was the cause. What was the effect? A depletion of energy that I have been holding my whole life. Really? It's almost like once it's revealed to you what that energy is for that you've mm -hmm. been carrying, that's been building and building and building and becoming this crescendo, joy as a kid, the whole, mm -hmm. all of that. When you find out what it's for mm -hmm. and you say no, it's taken from you. Yeah. Before you get to acknowledge what it's for, yeah, uh, you, you got you got some grace, but the minute it shows you what all of your life experience was for, all the situations that required you to be courageous and strong weren't for you; they were for these moments. Mm -hmm. Like all the time I spent with Carlos, just baffled what it was I was even learning. Oh, jump into an ayahuasca ceremony? I know what I'm learning because it really applies there. Mm -hmm. Keep your feet on the ground while you stick your head in the clouds. Do not devalue this life because you think there's something greater. Yeah. Life is life is life is life. And I would tell him, you know, Carlos, I want to go to a better dimension. And they crease the wall. There's no better. There's only different. It's like, okay, got it. Yeah. Oh, he would say the craziest stuff. Like my ex-wife would hang. This is kind of like part of the animal. Treat them the way that it's supposed to be with respect. Right. My wife would hang these hummingbird feeders in the morning. Fill them with the sugary water and go to work. Carlos gets up, you know, never really slept, but about 7 a.m., 8 a.m., he'd come wandering off the deck and he'd take each one of them and dump it, right? And then hang them back up and just wouldn't say anything. I knew he was doing it. Yeah. Right? So Jen would come home and, damn it, God, all of it's gone. I said, yeah, 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 it's all gone. She's like, wow, I wonder what's going on. Fills them again, goes to work. Carlos dumps them out, right? He keeps doing this and he keeps doing this. Finally, you know, Jennifer catches him in the act one morning. Uh-huh. Oh my God, you're the one dumping out that. Why are you doing that? He's like, you're stealing the hummingbird's incentive to pollinate flowers. Yeah. And it's like, oh, interesting. That through our trying to make our world convenient, we are removing the incentive 100%. of all animals to behave the way that this world designed them to. 100%. You know, it's like, this is getting fucked really fast. And again, you know, it's like, I don't, I'm not really sure. I'd like to say that the the solution to these problems is going to arise out of America. Mm -hmm. I would love to say that. This is something to, you know. They might. They might. I don't see it. Because it, here's, see it here's the reason I don't see it. Is we're a nation of customers not yep. citizens and even the political shit that everybody's involved in everybody's got some kind of political view this is consumerism mm -hmm. you're consuming political views and spouting them back out yep there is nothing You're about the marketing it that, plan yeah every time you circle jerk to fear porn yeah. that fear porn is the distraction and you become the multinational or whatever media right the marketing the fomenter of it all yes of course right you're the virus. Right. Yeah. 
so even 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 our social issues yeah they're 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 viral videos on tiktok for entertainment Mm -hmm. so still as much as we want to go we care and we're patriots and whatever no no you're a customer you're a consumer you're not a citizen yeah you are not part of the food chain anymore and you're not part of the natural order of things anymore in in the go ahead tom well i'm just going to say this is what you're offering this is the beef initiative is a way out of course and i think and bitcoin as well and and in terms of it takes a small group to change history that sort of thing that small group i think is bitcoiners and i think one of the things that bitcoiners are very interested in are plant medicines and psychedelics as well yeah and autonomy and yeah. that's autonomy, freedom, liberty, getting yeah. your food from your rancher, all those things. But it's it's the beginning of a kernel of a movement. And and the Bitcoiners, I've had the chance to know from all over the world, but a lot here in America. And so that's why I think it could be America. But, yeah, yeah. but it's really a global thing. It's No, it's no really other people in any other country have, uh, what would I put, the uh, the privilege of actually starting some shit. Right. Right. And I don't mean start shit like, you know, what I mean is a little pushback like, oh, you want to you want to try to run our lives because you run the grocery store. You've got that Franken meat. No, we got we got we just go to our rancher. We don't need you. Yeah. yeah. We don't have to tell them. That's the thing. But you don't even know. Okay, what happens during wars? There's still people that are functioning during those wars. We're in an information war right now. We're in a food war. We're in a monetary war. We're creating a new layer of poverty across the United States right now. That's that's unfolding. Mm -hmm. Because they have to tear it to the ground, then they rebuild with new debt. We know that. This is how it works, man. And it's, you know, it's based on consumerism. It's based on that consumerism. we We don't know what a society built... On a monetary system that's not based on debt feels like we've never experienced uh-huh. it nor have our parents or our grandparents we they don't no. know we know the worst version of it yeah we we know we know this really <laughs> end game part of it we know this end of roman times version of it yeah but we don't know what's on the other side of that and and, and even at rome when it collapsed they didn't have something that wouldn't steal their value after that and right. they never have there is there's gold that kind of works okay-ish but it has big problems but i'm i'm really serious that this is an inflection a moment in time in history in our species chance of survival that we can either lose it all yeah with nuclear annihilation that that hasn't stopped since the 1950s has only gotten worse or we can actually transcend into something new that's actually way more profound and and tomer strolite i think is one of the great philosophers in bitcoin that shows a beautiful beautiful future of that right that it's not guaranteed by any stretch of the imagination no, 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 no. but our chance for getting it is more tangible than it's ever been in our species history well and, and i see it and that's what i saw because i saw I, I i knew bitcoin was around and whenever i got sick and i started using my research analysis skill set mm-hmm. and started looking at the food i i came across bitcoin and said like, okay it's time to pay attention now mm-hmm. and it was a good time mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so i did that and once i did into bitcoin okay i was like okay well i went into food and then i went into bitcoin then they became symbiotic on how i was looking at things Hmm. the decentralization of it the store of value the proof of work uh don't trust until you've verified and Mm -hmm. so okay all this is going along with food right Right, right. and so waha i had this moment and Mm -hmm. it's like this will change cattle industry forever right and i know it because i was embedded in it 
I, I basically lived it. I come from it in agriculture, both sides of that coin of food. I, and so this is what I always tell people, you know, it's like, you know, this is a lifestyle. And whenever you get into Bitcoin, like Tom is talking about, you meet people that you're not going to meet any other time. I've been around the world, folks, and it wasn't the plan. Right. It was all because I don't have money. I, I liquidated my life to do the beef, beef initiative. Mm -hmm. I'm as poor as they come. I have to be. But one thing I'm surviving on is the Bitcoin ethos and the proof of work and the people that you meet, the relationships mm -hmm. and the lifestyle management that comes thereof. Right. Mm -hmm. right. And that's right. the magic sauce that people... They don't know. They need to know. Well, tell me. Well, I ain't gonna fucking tell you. Go live it. Right. Trust me. Right. Surrender. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, I do. You guys keep it going. I'm gonna use the bath. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I mean, that was my journey right there. So. And it was yeah. cool. I I had an interesting journey that kind of. Justin, who lives here, he mm -hmm. met, he's kind of upset because, you know, for the three years he's been here, he's been telling me carnivore diet, carnivore diet, and I would just kind of resist and push back on all these things until <clears throat> I went to the Beef Initiative event, right. the second one at yeah. Jason Rick's Ranch, and I came back and I was like, I'm going carnivore all the way. <laughs> and he's like, God damn it, you wouldn't do it until a Bitcoiner said you should do it. I was like, that, yeah, that, that kind of does seem right. Yeah, that seems that, about right. It's a trip though, isn't it? It is. It's, it's a community-based trust system that I tell this, you know, to everybody and I'll look them straight in the eye yeah. and, and, you know, because I have a lot of people come to the Beef Initiative, right? Yeah. You know, you have your rent, I call them rent seekers mm -hmm. and that's fine. You mm -hmm. know, they're, they're going to be there. This is fiat society still. Mm -hmm. Everybody's a little bit of a rent seeker. Yeah. And then you're going to have your fanboys and fangirls. But I always look at people. I said, well, you know, Bitcoin exposes the truth. You know this, do you? Yeah. yeah. Why are you here? Tell me. I can mm. say that because I know why I'm here, mm. just like he was saying earlier. And so you get a lot of that in Bitcoin where they know that, hey, they better, you know, come clean. So yeah. in the end, you know, Bitcoin does expose the truth. It, do, it does. And I guess I also just want to acknowledge that Bitcoin, the beef initiative had a big effect on me in my life in that way. That's cool. That I actually came and it was it was through the things you said mm -hmm. the, the whole weekend, but actually some of the people I met that were incredible. I was camping out on one side. Uh, one side, I just, I was surrounded by really great people. On one side I had Rise Sterling from uh -huh. Ibex and he's awesome and very right. cool. And the other side was the two guys from the Meat Mafia that you helped get their start in this amazing podcast actually. Right. And getting to know Brett and Harry was like, they were asking me what my diet was and I kind of told him they said oh well we were thinking about having the look on their faces we were thinking about having a guest but never mind but actually that had a profound effect upon me it's like oh i really need to take this more seriously right and then aaron who's death and bitcoin on twitter she had a big part of that too of me really seeing it and, and being part of it so it was like a lot of help along yeah. the way to see how important this was and so january 1st i went all carnivore for pretty solid for three months and yeah. I, i'm not totally there anymore but Boy, I know the, the, what it does to my body. And, and, it's and else. that's the thing about it is you don't always, and people do, they stay there all the time. I mean, yeah. shit, half the time I travel around the world can't be carnival the whole time. Yeah. And I could, but, you know, it'd be, it'd be too much. You wouldn't get in that flow of living, yeah. right? And so just if you point that compass in that direction and you keep it a high percentage, 
you know, that's that's where it is. And it, it's true. I can even taste it when I go into ketosis. It's yeah. really weird. I I know the taste of it in my mouth. It has this yeah. particular like metallic sort of taste. I'm like, oh, I mean, ketosis. I don't need a ketone strip to tell me. I can actually just taste it and go, oh, hundred okay, percent. Yeah, and everything in right there. This that's the that's the awakening <clears throat> that happens that yeah. people don't understand. And, you know, that's me being trickery. You know, it's like, go shake a rancher's hand, see what happens. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's the truth. It, and, and it's testimony after testimony, man. People talking yeah, about that. I'm here to testify is what right. I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. It's like, and why do people not go there? Well, a lot of times they think they're going to starve. Oh, if I don't eat, if you go through a transition, you go on carnivore, it's it's a different change because you're getting off all those processed carbs. It was off that. And, and we're addicted to sugar. And that was fogging my brain up yes, like crazy 100%. and putting me into huge sugar spikes and big lows and stuff. And yeah. A lot of ugly stuff. And so there's that. And then that that also there's a bunch of raw milkers at that event too. That yeah. talking about. So then I like tracked down a amazing you got a cup of it tonight hell yeah like... i'll drink a gallon a day if that shit's in front of me i never drank a lot of pasteurized milk man yeah because i was young enough and we had it on the porch right yeah and so when that shit went pasteurized it was just like you know and that's what happened that was the capture mm -hmm. you know here i was my parents were one gen they were off the farm they were teenagers that basically got kicked out of town because they were fucking around and stuff and they had to get married right mm -hmm. so they ended up off the getting off the farm and that generation that got off that farm at that time that was the capture because mm. that's whenever people really didn't understand what was going on in the food industry in the 70s mm -hmm. and that's when we went off the gold standard that's when basically we took the processing centers started to take them out of the communities mm -hmm. and that's whenever the farm became nothing more than a, the part of the debt economy right and, and and you do that to a generation that had an effect on people even knowing what milk is yeah, right. was my point and I think getting back to farm, I, I'm not necessarily want to be a farmer necessarily, but I want to be close to the land. I want to sure. be close to those people. And I think that's perhaps of the positive tangents our society can take is going back to the land. Yes. More so. It, not voluntarily, not in the Pol Pot sense of going back to the land of destitute dirt right. and death, yeah. but back to the land because out of choice, out of like, yeah, AI took all our jobs. What do you do now? Grow food and Go live. <laughs> Grow food and live. How's that yeah. for? How's that for a life plan? It's Grow an food amazing. It's amazing time. You know, yeah. that's the Dek Doi people that you know. I went up and visited in Thailand. Yes, that's they're the happiest people. Can you say more about? And they're advanced, it's, it's man. Fascinating. They're what far more advanced than we. Well, are. yeah, because advancement has to do with brain function. Yes, a gut function, heart function. It's the same lung function. Your gut is your brain. Yeah, yeah, your yeah. brain is your gut. Mm -hmm. They work together in unison. Right. Mm -hmm. They 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 shoot each other in the back or they they basically conquered the world together. And that's what has been taken out of our society of understanding. You know everybody walks around with leaky gut. Right. Well, you ain't got no microbiome in your gut anymore, man. Right. right. So it's you running know. amok. Mhm. Mm right. The demons are running amok. Yeah, in your gut. exactly. You know, it's interesting because you know, doing this work, you know, with ayahuasca for a while now, quite a while, um, you start to see that ah, what? Because demon comes up a lot, mm -hmm. evil spirit, and sure. you go to the jungle. And we're going to talk about evil spirits. If you're sitting with an actual maestro, they're going to mention to you mm -hmm. the 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 power and the severity and the seriousness of evil spirits in your life. You know, and it's it's kind of interesting because what you find doing all that work is they come in as a thought form that materializes 
in your gut. Mm -hmm. And then you basically, you start, or you're starting to feed them. They're actually like, how would I call this? Multidimensional beings that manifest in you through your life force being applied to them. Right. Right. So they come in as a thought. You give the thought attention. Well, attention is life force. So you give it life force and it takes root. So when you're sitting in the ayahuasca, right? And all this crazy, you know, whatever your loop is, whatever your shit you're hung up on is, will start looping and looping and looping as you're feeling more nauseous and nauseous and nauseous. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what it does is you start to see that what we refer to as a demon or an evil spirit actually has a f- physical manifestation, but it won't be, ah, Mm-mm. that's going to be your imagination. It's manifesting in the gut. Right taking over your imagination to present you a picture of what this thing uh, fancies itself to look like. Sure. Right? And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This gets real wild real fast, you know? And it's like, and that gut biome is so <clears throat> essentially important, which, you know, I that medicine resets your gut biome. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what's going on. That's why the puking, the purging, the sweating, the, the belching, the... Oh. Getting expelling gas. Yeah. Yeah. And then mucus just dumping out of your body. Yeah. You know, and it's like, this is it. I just wish people would not go, that's crazy. Cause it's not crazy. It's actually very real. It's, you know, and that's so required. Yeah. And what they feed on and what they desire most is chemicals. Yeah. Right. So Mm -hmm. when you go for that Oreo, it's not you going for the Oreo. Yeah. It's the thing that's taken over your entire biological system. 100%. It's the identity that has captured your biological entity. Yeah. yeah. It's basically a captured, you know, when we talk about captured, the will, right? To me, it's like the will is the gift. And that gift is such a fragile gift. Mm-hmm. And that if it's not used properly, it can be captured. 100%. And everybody wants it. Yeah. I mean, if I could will you to do what I need done, <laughs> of course. Fucking A, man. That's some power, isn't some it? Some sorcery there. Yeah. Right. Yes. Right. So you, you know, and, and part of being brave is to wander into the world where you understand that. Yeah. But remain intelligent enough, clean enough to know when you're using that for manipulative purposes, yeah. pur- purposes or if it's for the greater good. Right. You know what I mean? It's, is this really there? as an extension of whatever integrity is showing itself or is this a way to pretend you have it you know that my finding in this is the only way you get there is to clearly clearly define your why and that's it it's as simple as that Mm -hmm. then you develop your what and your how i mean of course that's simon Sinek and shit like that but if you cannot say what your why is then you're random you're you're being random right that's it. Right, right. Random Which, behavior is rationalization and justification. And it will spark fear. Of course it will. Because you're wondering where everything yep. is coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And well, the thing that Chris pointed out to me this last year was that when you're in that state, you tend to be vague. Yes. And so the more vague a person is about anything, yep. you're dealing in dark shit. Mm-hmm. And if you can be specific yeah. and very, very blunt and to the point and very simple, yeah, then you're closer, not necessarily true, 
but closer, better shot at it. Damn right. And then if it's not true, you can actually meet with somebody else that's also can be very specific and your two specifics can butt up against each other and actually find a resolution or at least an acknowledgement of each other. Yeah. But vagueness that. hitting vagueness, you just have... No, it's, it's... You have slime. Never fog. Yeah. yeah, fog. You have, fog that makes yeah. you both look pretty to each other. Uh, something. <laughs> and something. then you end up in a yeah. big, big despair. It's just... Yeah, it's yeah. bad. Yeah, I watch it a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The impatience that runs through someone who has not really respected the life force that's in them, right, can really wreak havoc. When they find someone who's got that same mo, yeah, yeah, you're talking about a storm that is would take over the planet. It's right. like, this is wild shit. I've seen it go down more than once. Right. Oh god. You know, like <laughs> when you're in like a weekend of, of medicine, and it turns into a couple not happy with each other and want to break up and they're going to bring that whole shit show in there oh my god because you get to see clearly what exactly is the um the the breakdown of communication between two individuals what's actually going on sure and it's like oh wow you get to see motives and all kinds of things what is the division of interpersonal communication either okay now think about this what caused that early on okay well we had chat rooms (laughs) what what we oh from 2000, <laughs> 2006 to 2000 whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. man that was a deal breaker right there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so you talk about wh- why are you know these these couples that come to a ceremony man i can tell you man it was been technology driven that's why right. it's human behavioral studies that you have no idea about right and people don't want to accept that shit because yeah. i got to get back to that 12 second or three second TikTok video <laughs> Because they're addicted to it, and that was by design, mm-hmm. and that's where we are. How can you have a solid relationship, man, in this day and age anymore, if you're not one hundred percent about why you telling that other person, "This is why I'm attracted to you." Right? Don't mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> Life advice. Right? I am being the most intentional, honest, and te- you know, integral part of this. Mm-hmm. Do the same. If you can do that, you're gonna have a good relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You will. You have trust and respect. If you can't do that up front, and nobody wants to go there, though, man, because Ooh, the ego is gonna tra- get hurt. It's gonna get hurt bad, and it's gonna wound. Right, and we all been there, man. Oh boy, yeah, oh boy. When that and thing, so, oh my god, but when I, that thing gets loose. Yeah, it's nasty. Oh, <laughs> it's like I'm gonna wake up in the morning wishing I wasn't born. I know mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've had those situations because, you know, it's like. I mean, I've only really had a few relationships in my life. Yeah. I was married for 24 years. Gotcha. Right? And then, you know, we still absolutely adore each other. Good. She's amazing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's we're st- we still talk, you know. Oh, her husband comes up here. See, that broke right. us up. It was, it, you know, it's funny. I, that's when I kind of realized what Carlos meant. You know, that, that love is not your satisfaction. It has, it, you'll feel it more. When there's so much you want to do for someone and you realize that is not anything you get to do. Mm-hmm. They have to do that for themselves or yeah. it's just not you to do it. No, it really. You know, and then to want to help so bad and knowing there's nothing you can do. He says, you'll feel love in that a lot more than you will in your satisfaction. Yeah. And it was kind of that. It was like we loved each other so intensely that we kind of kept each other from going any further makes total sense right right yeah. so and we got together young yeah i mean we both hung out with carlos together right right i mean she got a completely different thing from it than i did 
you know, I didn't have her experience. I had mine. I spent the most time with them. She was definitely there. So, and I'm watching that start to what she received from Carlos through that whole time. I'm watching her come into that pretty, mm -hmm. pretty thick. You know, it's like, oh yeah. She came over one day and I looked at her and, you know, there's this thing that Carlos would do where he'd look you in the eye. The whole world would just disappear. You'd be somewhere else entirely. Sometimes you'd be in a formless matter. Right. Like matter floating around as potential, but not forming into <laughs> anything. It's like you see all the elements of life hanging out, yeah. but they're not coalescing into form. Brought back into the fold, taken out of the traps and just reassessing it. So she came over one day and I'm just looking at her. Boom, right back and, just, and there goes the world. You know, to me, that's that's the sign of a good relationship. Sure. Like me and Angela, we'll go sit at that Maloka. I mean, you know, we're busy people. We go, I don't know how, because mm -hmm. we're 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 not that we're not that helpful. I don't think, but <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? But busy nonetheless. Fair but enough. when we get those moments, we'll go sit over in that Maloka, and just I'll look at her. She'll look at me. There's no words needed. Yeah. And we're in the same energetic presence state. Like that. Yeah. And then it just blossoms. It's just like suddenly That's whatever's going on there, nature looks at this genuine relationship. But how do you get there, right? Okay, you guys walk down there. Okay, think mm -hmm. about that. The mm -hmm. journey there. Right. Okay, that's intentional behavior. Right. Your anticipation. There's a lot of things going on there. But the ultimate way that that happens is that you allow trust right. to come into that presence that you each are. Right. That's what people are afraid of. Right. They're very terrified because right. it's an insecure ego. Well, it's in that and then, you know, it's like if you've been socially programmed mm -hmm. into thinking that relationships are all, what's the word we use? Transactional. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> And then you use English language, which is a language of transactions, mm -hmm. business language. Yeah, you can really fuck some people up. Oh, of course. Right? And so for me, I've kind of, I've been playing with the idea. I wouldn't know how to present it because it sounds so damn kooky. But offering a, a service, which would be nothing more. Really, nothing more. I'm already excited. What is this? <laughs> I did this, actually. There was a, a, I used to live in Gold Hill, which is up by Boulder, Colorado. <laughs> yeah. Gold Hill is about as close as I could get to that toxic cesspool without puking. But so, and it was bad enough on its own. So the lady we were renting our house from was our neighbor, right? And she spent a lot of time with Osho in that, uh, you know, for those who've seen Wild Wild Country, uh -huh. the cult up there in Oregon with Osho, the mm -hmm. guy. She was in charge of the homeless camp and was giving them the the beer that was drudged mm -hmm. to keep him calm so right. to speak. and so she was my neighbor and she actually suggested it one day she's like when, when i when i when, when i look at you it's like something happens can i can can we get together and do this i'm like sure so i go up to her house and we would just she would just sit across from me and i just sit there just nothing saying nothing doing nothing just sitting there in, in, in what I call energetic presence. Mm -hmm. Like no, no intention of anything. No, no like series of acts, nothing, just this. Right. And she could, you know, jump in and there would just be this exchange. Well, after a while, she's paying me a hundred bucks an hour to do this. Mm -hmm. my, she at that, when it comes time to pay mine, this is, this is when it kind of got funny and her husband and son got involved. <laughs> 
because I I just said sure I'll do this whenever whenever you right. want to do this we'll do this it's fine I didn't ever ask for money she offered it she said I'm paying you a hundred dollars an hour I'm like all right and and it would be three or four hours we I just sit up there I'd make three or four hundred bucks a day doing this right and uh, it was crazy I and, love you know, that yeah and and it was funny because for a couple months when it came time to pay the rent she had to pay me because there was a dividend. <laughs> there was a there was a imbalance in what she owed me compared to well, what, right? think about that i mean <laughs> talk about a talk about a profitable vow of silence <laughs> it was weird because i never asked for that but right to offer that service to people mm -hmm. because there's something about it that no amount of talk will do right and just what 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 are you gonna do okay I don't know. Do you charge anybody for that? Uh, it seems dumb. We're setting up three payment plans now. Sign up now. At this one eight hundred. No, 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 no. I, I think I'd rather go about it in like a more Bitcoin way, okay. right? Okay. Value for value. True value for value. So Thank basically, that's an Adam Curry thing. Yeah, actually. it's big time. A proof of work. Yes. And what is the proof of work? What are the results? The way you feel at the end of that, right? However long it's going to be. Yeah. I find that most people can only hold that focus. For the most five minutes right before because like with her we, we got to three or four hours and man we want her is all kinds of interesting right things going out there incredible things actually but you know most people don't have that attention so, mm -hmm. so it's basically you know in order to do it you'd have to sign up for your 12 programs sure this is a, a, a subscription i'm already not a fan <laughs> yeah, no, already my brain just coming up with this. this 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 offends me that's why i'm saying it yeah um, it's <laughs> testing me myself or me yeah, right? <laughs> so, you know but you can go and, and when you initially really get the energetic bump going yeah i mean really the way i would describe it just to make it simple it's like What's looking out of your eyeballs is beating your heart, mm -hmm. is your is moving your lungs in and out. It's also in the air you're breathing, right? It's also in the food you're eating. It's in everything. Yeah, right? there it is. That living presence is in you. So, basically, all it really is is you just put everything down, let that be alive now, mm -hmm. without anything attached to it. Just be that, and then they sit in front of you, and you just permeate that presence into them. Right? It's like a magnet. You're not doing anything. Sure. People are like, what are you doing? I'm not doing anything. I'm just sitting here. But the soul, if you call it that, whatever you want to call it, that presence is so forward. And life is magnetic. Mm -hmm. So it magnetizes their presence beyond their riffraff and bullshit and problems and the things exactly. they, think, the they need to think about and talk about and talk through and share. People share their bullshit. Fucking shut up. Yes. Share something cool. And then out it yeah. exactly right. Thank but you. basically, it it's like magnetize their soul beyond the threshold of all those. They'll shake. Mm -hmm. But after a while, you can get them to calm down. Like breathe. Yeah, you got a corral around you. You're calling reality. You need to drop that because there's a lot more going on here than your brain's going to allow. But you're aware of it. Your consciousness is present for this right. thing going on. And just sit in front of them and just do that. No words. No explanations, no need for you to comment how you're feeling or what's happening. None of that. No need for any of it. See how long you can just be there as the presence in the body. Right. And it's funny because I've done this with thousands of people. Mm -hmm. You know, not as a program I charge for. That's just so weird. I don't get it. You know, but just as a friendly gesture, uh, uh, hey, let me give you a hand. Especially when people are lost in their madness. Yeah. We'll silence the madness. Right? You just silence all the madness in them.
Mm-hmm. Right. And it's, you get, you can actually take, you know, this is, I know I'm proclaiming a lot here. You can get people to a place where their mind is so quiet that they are purely observe, observer mode. Right. No opinion, no past, no future projection, just what this is right What a now. beautiful moment. Right. And mm-hmm. it's funny because I'll ask them, so do you see how different this is from how you were five minutes ago? Yeah. My mind is quiet. I feel energetically present. I feel alive. And my why is not so why-y, mm-hmm. right? It's it's more clear. Yeah. The question mark is clearer. <laughs> you know what I mean? And <clears throat> the statement is, I feel more alive. Yeah. It's like, what do you mean more alive? How does how do you translate that? What does more alive feel like? Right? And to me, there and right there lies the rub. We need to value well-being. Mm-hmm. And if we value well-being, and then we basically apply an uncaptured attention and an uncaptured will towards well-being, start with our own. Yeah. Because inevitably, what feels good for you is going to be generally the same thing across most lines. Mm-hmm. When you take the story and the person out of it, and you just apply the universal basics of what you're speaking of, leave all the prejudice out. Yes. Here it is. If people could start to value well-being, well, then they're going to inevitably start to value what supports and it integrates with that well-being. Yeah. Which would be Bitcoin because now you are your own bank. Fuck you, central bank. Right. Right. And then your health. Of course. Well, now you're talking to, because if you can, you know, it's like when people are saying, I'm looking for a teacher. I'm like, the only one that ever was real is one looking out of your eyeballs. Yeah. Well, I. what do you mean? I'm like, your teacher is what's looking out of your eyeballs before you fuck with it. 100%. Right? And if the you can follow that. Yeah, yes, yeah. the observation. And it's interesting that just sitting in that yeah. will change you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, well, it, I mean, you look at it and it's, it's, it's true. It's a vow of silence that basically the person has to answer the questions because mm. they have to be silent. They have to think. They have to do that internal focus. The answers are within the universe within. Mm-hmm. And all you're doing is making them see that in reflection inside of them. Right. Yeah. No, it's 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 totally ingenious mm-hmm. and it's effective. Right. And it right. really you know, and that's why Bitcoin's so cool because we were just talking, Bitcoin exposes the truth. Right. And that's what you're talking about right there, is that it exposes the truth. Third party. The noise, the friction, the whatever it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also just, I'm really happy because I want to destroy your business plan around this. Just, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you just come up for any old reason up here, you can just get that for free. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Inevitably, that's what it's going to be. So that, that, that's but thing. if you're an annoying person <laughs> yeah? who's yes. got so much head noise that yes. I have to sit and listen to your if you problems, deserve, but if you deserve here. it. If, if you, how about this? Well, <laughs> five years later, dude, well, you I are, become less annoying, perhaps. You are what? Well, then we just use you as an example yeah, of the world that our heart is really in it. It's more fun. And even the people that can't learn, well, we'll keep going. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I. Maybe I'll play with the idea of just like perching myself somewhere and never moving again. That sounds just come, just come sit down. Mm-hmm. I'm I, not going to say anything. We're not going to talk about anything. It'll be There's on the no rock belief. In the boiling river. The only thing you're going to hear from me is, "Hey, fucking take a breath, yo." Yeah, you know, and shh, shh, shh. No more thinking. Stop your thinking. Try to focus in presence, 
and you will feel infinity. Yep. And then you know, it kind of just straightens you out. But there's also a thing we're doing in October. We're gonna Chris, Isaac, and I, and one other person. We're gonna go to the jungle for a month. And each one of us has a little hut in the jungle by ourselves. Really? And we sit there for one month. And we drink three trees weeks. and plants. Really? Not and just ayahuasca. They, they bring food three times a day. And, and for some plants, like Chittisanango, which is a really potent one, it was just rice and potatoes each day, three times a day. Really? For a different one, I got rice, potatoes, cucumbers, and sometimes hard-boiled eggs, which hard-boiled eggs are like, oh, thank you. Yeah. For the protein. But, but that... The, the medicine in it is really hard to figure out. It's right. like, is it the thing I drank that came from a tree? Is it the rice and potatoes? Is it the silence? Is it the sounds of this amazing jungle that's going around me and this birds everywhere and whatever else that you can sound like anything and you can imagine being like crazy beasts or anything, but just, and then just the time by yourself, which it was the first time in my life to have you kind of realize. a whole month by myself. How was it? The most amazing thing ever. It was such a gift. And I came back lit up. Right. Like just lit up and, and had so many realizations, not just about life, but things I wanted to do and how I wanted to do them and why I wanted to do them, all those things. And it's still on that list and ready to go back in October and go have another sure to Oct in October. Yeah, we're going to, Chris and I are going to go to Pacific Bitcoin. Actually, it'll be his first Bitcoin conference. And it's going to be a lot of fun to have Chris there. I yeah. Think. Oh hell yeah. Salon, yeah! Guys, hey, hey, goes, hey huh? man, I tell you, go go do you, yeah, and then we're yeah. then we're gonna head right hundred percent, and then we're gonna yeah. go head right from there to uh, the jungle. I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know Isaac, this man, he's he's trying to heal himself, be an example for the world of uh, really cure these things that the, that the the medical world has said, well, these aren't curable; these are right. conditions that you're ill. But no, this guy, he's going for it with plant medicines to really prove that it can heal and like a profound real real way well, why would you not mm -hmm. yeah why would you not and, yeah. and with joy in his heart not with yeah. victimhood and depression yeah. and sadness yeah yeah it's the only way. at a certain point job stopped playing the victim yeah yeah no he's been really good he just gets beat up a little bit of course he does it's called <laughs> sparring it's, like, you know, you get stronger. it's like you know people come up and say i'm a spiritual warrior so yeah. bust out the sword yeah what well Let's get busy. Warrior spar. Let's spar. Yeah. Let's see what you got. That's what I tell you. See, I can. I come from the dirt roads of West Texas. We play Texas Hold'em poker. Right. We fuck with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm this sorry. It's the truth, <laughs> and it's it's not a judgment, mm -hmm. man. It's an observation. Right. Right. We just if you it. deserve it, you know. And it's funny because it's it's really true. It's like it's a form of love. Tayoka. Yeah, it yeah. is, mm -hmm. and and that's what people don't know how to accept anymore right. is a is a love right. <laughs> because of that religion of self they don't know how to love themselves mm -hmm. so they don't know how to receive love right. they don't know how to give love right. and so playing texas holding poker with people and giving them shit when they deserve it that's a form of true love mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a reflection they deserve <laughs> it yes <laughs> see chris has needed a friend for some time i know it <laughs> you might be his first think, here we go man <laughs> this is it <laughs> let's get busy it's because i tell everybody it's like this is this is, i had to be very altruistic and this is be me being very transparent i look at this way it's like i will give you love but you're going to tell me in what form it's coming. <laughs> right it's going to be hey love what form is this coming a kick in the pants i hope you enjoy Hell this yeah, yeah. <laughs> it ain't gonna hurt me one bit exactly and and i and, and it's funny because as it's being distributed that way mm -hmm. administered it just makes me more and more secure and when it was administered to me. Yeah. 
You know, it's like, so in a lot of ways, you're just kicking your own ass. Exactly. And that's what I want to do. Yeah. Why, who, who, I mean, I'm not out here to hurt anyone. I'm out here to just. I'm the nicest guy in the world, you know, man. I just want to fire my Hitler. There you go. 100%. So the, mm-hmm. I want to fire the one that says the ends justify the means because they sure the fuck don't. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't buy that. You yeah. know, and any kind of Hitler-esque shit in my head, I don't want to deal with that. Any kind of whiny socialist fucking victim. Nah, nah. I'm not looking for a safe space. I find them boring. Yeah. I find that a safe space is where all the fake people go and hang out. All the people who refuse to take back their life force from what took it from them and say, fuck you, this is mine. Mm-hmm. That's that's the attitude we should really have. Maybe that's our new slogan. Yeah, for America. Yeah, fuck you. My soul's mine, and it's mine. Exactly. Bitch, leave gonna, me alone. You're gonna as you get more exposure to the Bitcoiners, you're gonna like them quite yeah. a bit because I think they're the people you've been looking for. Yeah. Well, it's like I keep on referring to the guys up in Thailand. It's like we were talking earlier. Yeah. It's like they you go up there and they everybody thinks that oh they're third world, they're poor, yeah. the wealthiest person on the planet. And what they tell everybody is like no 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 I don't need your suffering. Right. No thank you. Right. We don't need your suffering. Right. 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 And that's well, that is. Well, what about the rice? I like the rice. Oh sandwiches. yeah, these people know how to take care of themselves, right. so they get this commoditized and subsidized governmental rice. Well, they feed that rice to their hogs, right? Yeah, and then they eat the hogs, and, and then they eat the hogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's funny. And then, you know, and then they give them, you know, clothing, and they use the clothing for insulation, you know, in their house. Yeah, <laughs> and they're the happiest people in the world, and they're wise, and they're healthy. They don't need your suffering, right? Because they, they are. What was it? The it was a Native American statement. God, I think it was in the movie. It was called Thunderheart. Is that right? Graham Greene. Yeah, yeah. And, Thunderheart. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. Where they're talking about the you know the shit that went on. Really. Yeah. And uh, where he, they he looks at him, Graham Greene, one of the lines, and he's like, you know, the difference is you white men, you have the lie of freedom. What we have is the truth of freedom. There you go. And, and you know, and it's funny because it's in that well-being. Mm-hmm. And I've lived in nature now, I mean, pretty deep in it for a number of years up in these mountains. Right. Rough place to be. But there's, you know, there's no place that provides you with what real freedom is other mm-hmm. than nature. There just isn't. There's nothing out there that provides the kind of freedom that nature gives you because there's no clocks there. Yeah, there's no schedule. There's instinctual. I got to fucking eat, right? And, and you know, food's not that hard to find. I mean, if you know what you're doing, it's everywhere. No, it's not. It's right. very basic. Yeah, yeah, it's extremely basic. But what it also provides, which people have really lost a connection to, is it. I wouldn't say it plays with your mind. I would say that it embraces your presence, the same presence it has. Yeah that life force that's looking out of the eyeballs. So you don't feel alone. Right. And then, you know, it's like those trees have been here longer than you. So they know this place. They're deeply rooted in it. They've seen some generations come and go. Right. They've read you like a book. So when you go stand in front of one of them, they can step out as a human being, as a, like a doctor. Mm-hmm. At work with you it's like what in the hell is going on it's like did you not think that all living things have source to imagination right that imagination is some part of their source that that's how they're kind of connected is this imaging that we yeah. do 
right? And it's like, oh, this is kind of wild. To where, you know, so when people think about, like, you go into a dieta, you're doing a, you're dieting a particular tree, and then you hear the stories of, I would end up for an ayahuasca ceremony while doing this dieta with this tree, because it's over weeks. It's not once. You're doing it three times a day over weeks, whatever tree they got you dieting. Mm-hmm. And they'll go drink that ayahuasca, and in the ayahuasca, they'll have visions of that tree as a doctor spirit, a lot of times they look like humans. Yeah. It will come walking up to them. They'll say, who are you? I'm Shiva Waku. I'm what you're dieting. I'm the tree you're dieting. And then it'll come to them in their dreams. It'll come into their cabin and encourage them when they're wanting to give up and go home. Encourages them to stay. Really? And, and, the, and there's a whole thing to it that, okay, so they're doing this for you. Well, then how do you pay back? <laughs> That's the... That's where that I love that culture, mm-hmm. you know, and there's a lot. There's a lot of tribes that are kind of doing the same thing. There's, you know, I have my particular favorites, like anybody would. The ones that I work with best. I like the warrior mentality. Mm-hmm. The kumbaya shit is great, but the you know the kumbayas need the warriors guarding the circle so you come all kumbaya. I like that. That's yeah. my position. I like sure. to just be that guy, you know. And so you know, getting down there, and so when. It's like, how do I show appreciation to this living presence that is a tree? But just like me, it has way more dimensions than just this thing standing outside the window. There's a whole lot going on there. And there's actually a consciousness there to some degree, right? And how can I show an appreciation for what it's shown me or the strength it's given me or the ailment in the body it's healed or the way it's brought a system back online? And in that culture, it's you sing to them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're sitting there, you have a leaf rattle called a shakapa, which is just leaves. And you sing to the trees. Mm-hmm. And the more you do this, you don't step right in front of you as a entity that is a tree, but also this thing that can get up and move and stand in front of you like a person. Yeah. Right? And you sing to it, and it basically just brings in... It's like the, the appreciation of it brings its energy into you right which really just makes you more integrated into the back into the natural sure right and there's certain doctor spirits there that actually open up portals for you to really reconnect in a highly energetic uh in a connection that is unfettered back to what's looking out of your eyeballs what's keeping the planets the right distance apart which has the sun doing what it does for seasons and growth and humans and people and animals to get really dialed into the right relationship with that. And then, you know, it's like, I, it, it, I don't understand what the leap's going to be from where people are at now in their false sense of value. Right. And false sense in valuing what some asshole expert is saying about some shit because he's got a title to, you know, go back to valuing what the well-being is in you first. And then to learn how not to um, tarnish that in any way. Mm-hmm. And then maybe learn first learn how not to tarnish it. And then learn how to hold it. And then after you learn how to hold it, maybe learn how to grow in it. Yeah. Right? So we get more mature in what this think box is. So we can actually, like, see the ramifications of actions long before we carry them out. Yeah. 100%. You, you have to storyboard <laughs> it. You have to mental map that. You have to mentally masturbate yourself out of mental masturbation. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, you got to. But, it, but it, takes, it, takes, it takes the imagination 
where you have that confidence to do that. Yeah. And that's what people don't have. They don't have it. They don't understand how to get there. Because they've never been told it. Is my contention is that people have been so. people have been raised people have at been raised point, in the society. I, yeah. I think at I, this time I don't know what the really the reason. I know a lot of the reasons or the a lot of the conditioning mm-hmm. that we've done like in tech and stuff like that. But at this time, because I talked to a lot of people, you know, when I did these travels the last couple of years, mm-hmm. it's really hard to pinpoint where people are disconnected. Right. What mm. is it really that they're not seeing? Well, yeah. it's crystal clear, you know, from our point of view a lot of times. Right. But I don't know mm. where they they've messed up. It's taking the father out of the home. There's so many things that mm. have transpired. It's like, well, shit, man, this is a melting pot. It's of, a multi-pronged attack. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it, it has been very successful. You think about the 70s, right? The decade of divorce. Right. You know, that's when we handed our children over to the state more than we'd ever had during that time. That's when we introduced fake food commodities. Mm -hmm. That's when the microwave came. That's when we had sizzling. That's when soy came out and it was the new burger, you know, in ways that was not butter. Yeah, it, everything, mm-hmm. all of it. Parquet. Yeah, parquet, yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're all around the same age. <laughs> you look at that and it's like, you know, this attack on the, the self and the family and, you know, it's been going on for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's at the end of the road, man. Yeah, it's almost like the the we had all these little skirmishes, skirmishes, skirmishes. Now you know it, this is a full frontal attack. Oh, of course, it's like we're bl- they're blitzkrieging right now. Yeah, That's and I'm not talking about you know parents staying married forever. That's not what I'm talking no, about. No. I'm talking about relationships right, right, right. like you have. Right. It's like okay, we don't freaking hate each other. This is not you know a war that never ends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like if you have emotional maturity, well, we don't have emotional maturity anymore. We don't mm-hmm. know how to deal with it when we get butt hurt because we become the emotion instead of witnessing the emotion. Mm-hmm. And that's what we don't have the ability to do right now. Ch- children react. Yeah. Adults respond. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've always said to people, I'm like, you know what emotions are? They're thoughts masquerading yeah. actual feelings. Exactly. That's and mean. that's been really freaking conditioned mm-hmm. in people's brains. Mm-hmm. It's like you, you're, you deal with this, you know, every day right now. You know, it's the emotional thing that you're dealing with in the situation that you have to, you know, experience from these earlier conversations today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has no based on logic. Right. It's right. emotion. Yeah. Bullshit yeah. that's been basically masqueraded into a form of enforcement and judgment. Well, emotions. Yeah. I think the hardest thing, you know, in trying to, like, extend any help into this whole mm-hmm. thing, whatever you want to call it, is is what you said, you know, that. Where's the cognitive dissonance originating from? Yeah. Where do you actually, what dimension of this character standing in front of you, this identity standing in front of you, which one has acts, does, do the ears still work in? Yeah. To hear you at what, it, it's too, it, I mean, that's just to me, it's just baffling. So that's how I can, you know, you, you kind of gauge, are you doing real work? Um, yeah, you're just doing what life puts in front of you and it puts someone in front of you that has this issue. You just stomp through it. You don't have some program you're going to attack it with. Right. Right. This isn't, this isn't, you know, the pharmaceutical <laughs> fix. No. You know what I mean? It's like, let's actually go through this. Well, and you don't know what it's good, where it's coming from. I mean, I've looked at people and they've come in and it's like, okay, they want to talk. I wonder what they want to talk about. Can I have a moment with you? It's like, yeah, sure. And I'm sitting there, you know, I wonder what they're going to talk about. I wonder what they're going to talk about. And, you know, and I'm looking, okay, so. I can kind of see where their kind of disconnect is inside of themselves. 
nope, nope, we're not going there. It's coming from a completely different place. Right. And I'm and I look at that, it's like, and they'll say, No, no, that's not my issue, it's this. You know, and it's like as I get older, I feel like I have more of the right to say it. I didn't don't think I had it quite as much before. To basically look at them and go, No, 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 no. What I'm looking at is what actually is real. What you're looking at is a symptom. Mm-hmm. What I'm looking at is the cause. You want to heal the symptoms and not affect the cause. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like trying to heal a gunshot wound with gauze. Yeah. You ain't gonna do it. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, no, there's no way. So you know, it's like, let's peel that bandaid off. Oh, that's a that's a deep wound you got there. Yeah. And poke at that little thing. Mm-hmm. Make you go, ouch. Yeah. Let you know you're alive. Yeah. You know, and it's like trying to figure out where the breakdown happened, because no one's honest about that. You know, and they're lost to where they lost themselves. They're so lost, they don't even know when they got lost. Well, once again, I take it back to the innocence that has been lost. I mean, the longer you can protect a form of innocence that was your strength as a young child, because innocence is bliss, right? And so that's where that comes from. So a lot of uh, innocence has been stolen, mm-hmm. and especially with a, a device, a, a, a tablet in the crib. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the answer? Okay, well, that detachment right there from day one, you know, we handed that control over. Yeah. And so that's what, you know, it has, I know from being in telecommunications and what we did as far as the engineering of social behavior and the things that we looked at, right. you know, I talked about earlier, early on, in in when was this i had a contract with telecommunications from 2010 2009 until 2016 that's when i walked away from it but early on we got in there and it was just before early on 2000 when did the iphone really come out i've, I've space on that yeah I think 2008 yeah right about 2008 there. yeah before that what we were doing because broadband exploded boom okay right right and we had more throughput of data okay then we started looking at data then we started knowing that we could study data and we had Mm. only a couple of devices in the homes right so we had this perfect storm of devices that blew up at the same time and they were working and we were talking to big box stores and shit like that what do you got hey google what are you doing and so i had i had labs that i built and we were doing at that time is that they would AT&T would go out there and offer people uh, money. It's like, we'll give you HBO for a year if we can come into your household. Oh. We want to see what you're doing in the home. Oh. What they were doing is they were trying to multiply the devices per the household. They right. wanted two to three devices up to 12, more broadband, more devices. They said, well, how can we get Johnny in his room? How can we get Jill in her room? Right, right. How can we get mom in her little Whoa. fantasy land? Right. And how can we get dad in his man cave? let's get busy yeah and so that that really was a a coordinated attack Hmm. and people don't know this shit they don't know why they don't like each other man it's because they don't know each other right and they're right there next to each other the whole time so i mean this is something that the general public doesn't understand and you try to break into that mold of distance because it is they don't even have an understanding because they don't even know what technology is man i came up with technology we knew how to do stuff with your computer you had to right you know you had to know to use your tool 
We don't use this tool. Right. This master us. computer. Right, 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 right. We're told what to do mm -hmm. with we just, that. We just go click here. Yes. Yes, sir. Well, it observes yes, what yes, you, it takes note of what did you pause on. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to feed you more of that what you ever you paused on and whatever you said out loud. Uh, exactly. It recorded and now it's suddenly you're looking at it's a, the best that one's leather saddles for some reason. It's, it's, the, it's the, the best surveillance tool that humanity it's has ever created. Effective, not best. And you, you yeah. have to thank you. Thank you. And the people you're surveilling. Yeah. Willingly. Voluntarily buy the device? Yes, well, willingly. Yeah. Well, willingly. because we've all been trained. We're very trainable animals, and yeah. we've been trained well. Well, that's the interesting thing. And yeah, so it's untraining ourselves. The will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Because everybody knows this. They just don't have the will to stop. There you go. Well, why do you desire what you desire, man? And yeah. why? Why, why, are you, why? Why can't why, why, you why? break that behavior? You know, addiction, you know, my dad, once again, the counselor, he goes, man, alcoholism and drug addiction, it's a behavioral issue. Right. The drug and alcohol is a symptom. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what we've got going on. And, you know, same with food. Food is a drug. Right. But see, food should be medicine. Medicine is food. Mm -hmm. That's what we don't understand. And with drugs, you know, turning our food into drugs, that behavior is nothing more than a drug addiction. Right. It is mm -hmm. the amount Dopamine. of things it does to your brain mm -hmm. that the same thing people don't realize, okay, I'm getting drunk off of alcohol. No, you're not. It's triggering chemicals in your brain to release. Right, right. That's right, what right. being drunk is. Right, right. People don't know that. They think they're getting drunk. No, that poison is getting you to release those chemicals in your head. Right. Okay, same thing with that damn device. Right, right. It's getting to release chemicals. You don't know how to do it any other way. But you can find ways to do it. And I got out of big tech for that reason. I wasn't on the internet when I started doing all this. I was off that shit. I was done. <laughs> and, but I had to, I, I got brought back in. Yeah. All, so, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I mean, and, and, but it's not me. Once again, I'm not judging. This is true factual observation, man. I know when all this stuff was transpiring and it's not hard to find out either, especially now. Yeah, yeah. You can really look at the pathway that we took. You know, why is it that our attention spans now are now less than a goldfish? Oh. You know, and and they try to contest that. Oh, that's not what that study was about. Bullshit. We don't have attention spans. Right. Why is TikTok ever three, five seconds? Mm -hmm. Twelve is oh my God, that's a that's a, a long that's one. a that's vine. a triple, you know, <laughs> feature on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Twelve seconds. So you know. I, I don't have time to look at all that. <laughs> that's that's too long. Right? Yeah, yeah. Seriously, that's yeah. how we act. Mm -hmm. I need that next one, man. And you know, that's that what hit. they always wanted me to do with beef initiatives. Like you need to be you know advertising social media yeah. bullshit man i'm gonna get people that are paying attention right now mm -hmm. we'll do the marketing plan after we get this foundation and brand identity going mm -hmm. so I, i've only had one what's that one social media app my whole life really what was it this one yeah facebook yeah it's i've been on it since 2010 oh, you know and then uh, you know well I, it's kind of it, dying it's, it's kind of dying but you know um it's not going to die. It's going to transform. It's, yeah, there's, well, you know, there's maybe we'll see. I, right. To me, it's like <laughs> maybe you, you're right. It. Maybe it just dies. You're right. I mean, maybe where's my where's MySpace now? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Tom's still out there somewhere on the beach. Is what I saw last. Is he? Yeah. He's got a. He's a MySpace. He's got a really pretty girlfriend. He's on beaches mostly. <laughs> Take it, yeah. and he got into got into photography. Good for him. That's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what else? We're, we're almost at three hours. Are we at yeah. three hours, Joe? Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm toast. But, yeah, yeah, I know, we'll wrap toast. You, is there anything else you want to say about Beef Initiative or anything you're doing or where man, people can find you? Or stuff yeah, like it's real simple, man. And we, we, everybody wants to be told what to do. Everybody thinks they're shopping on Amazon these days and we got to lose that shit, yeah, yeah. you know? And the best thing to start is beefinitiative.com and sign up for the newsletter. It's a funnel. It's mm -hmm. a funnel into the past, everything that we've done, right. funneling the podcast. Mm -hmm. You can basically go there, look at the index. There's unlimited amounts of opportunities to do everything we've done. It's all right. proof of work. Right. So just make that decision, man. If you can't shake a rancher's hand, call them up, man. I tell people this all the time. You don't have to buy from this person. Go right now to the Beef Initiative, Tom, mm -hmm. and you've done this many times. Yeah. Go to Jason Rick of Rick Ranches, W-R-I-C-H ranches.com rickranches.com mm -hmm. okay that's jason rick he's one of the best educators i know of regenerative farming and ranching he's a first generational rancher that taught himself observational mm -hmm. science is his favorite phrase he's an ex-coal miner he's an ex-marine now come on people this dude lives to die to feed you lives and dies to feed you why in the hell would you not honor that right. How, think about the intentionality in Colorado up here in the North Fork Valley, you know, in the winter and having to irrigate that valley and grow that grass, grow that, you know, forage, you know, everything that he does. Why in the hell would you not want to support this person? Right. Not Do one handshake with one man. See where it goes. I dare you. You know, and that's what you don't have to worry about anymore. We've got that pathway and that portal. You know, it's a lifestyle, man. Take a drive. You know, get out of your place. And then if it's if it's not Jason in Colorado, get in the beef initiative and find somebody yeah. in there wherever there's 150 producers in there. Right. And if you're listening and you know somebody, go to the beefinitiative.com, go to producers. It's open sourced. It's crowdsourced. Put your rancher and producer in there so yeah. they can find some new customers. Right. That's where we oh, are, you man. Do, you do, I always thought I needed to get permission of no. the people to join. No, no. Oh, really? No. I really do like these people down the street from us. I'll do that. And I'll Hell talk yeah. to them more about it. I didn't know that was an option. No, yeah, this is open cool source. Yeah. Okay. See, once again, you know, it's the Bitcoin ethos. Yeah. The Beef Initiative was founded on the Bitcoin ethos. Okay. So we don't have to ask for permission for one thing. And so if you want to brag about what you're doing as a producer and rancher, you know, I had a guy named Todd Weil. He's out there in Arkansas. The, we had the the smaller Arkansas Beef Initiative yeah, Summit. He came to that Kerrville. That was our first conference. This man, has, has he has 400 acres. It's his family's land. Okay. He was at wit's end. He didn't have any consumers. He didn't know. He's regenerative. His, he grew up on this land. He has cattle. He's going to have to liquidate. He didn't know how to do it. I said, put your name and your phone number. He doesn't have a website or nothing. Okay. He put his phone number and his name and where he lived. That was it. Within a month, people were buying cattle and buying beef from this man. And wow. so this year, he had a freaking conference in his town. He's rebuilding his community at Prairie Grove, Arkansas. It's that simple, man. Give people market access to what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And then you pursue a new form of market access to better food right. and better relationships. It's true transparency. Yes. This is as easy as that. I'm just man. such a huge fan of practical, yes. practical ways to make our world better. That's what everybody's searching so for, and practical. they don't know it. Right. Yeah. That's what right. they're searching Common for. Sense. Yeah. yeah, to resurface. It just start. Don't overthink this shit. Don't yeah, get yeah. in this analysis paralysis right, that right, we have right, right. this false ego that we think we can do all the time. So we're just gonna work it out in our heads and all be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just go do it. Yeah. Just shut up and go do it. Carlos always said, "Grease yeah. of all." Yeah. Do. Yeah. Do 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 do. Yeah. 
Don't think. Don't you try know. to figure it out. Yeah, just go. What go are the results? Tell me what the results. I don't get too many people bitching. Right. Producers yeah. or consumers. Everybody wins. That's why. It is. It's results-based. Mm-hmm. And that's where we've lost in the society. We get paid up front to not do bullshit except bump our gums right, right, right. with marketing plans and labeling laws. Right. Nah, right. this is based on integrity and authenticity. There's always a way around it. You know, uh-huh. like with the raw milk people, yeah. it's like, you, know, you just... Of course. Part of the farm. You can do yeah. whatever you want. Yeah, those. turn off that damn Netflix on Saturday and yeah. get your butt in your car and go find somebody. Yeah. Go have a day yeah. of discovery. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 And and the other thing I was mentioning to somebody this last weekend is the Japanese concept of uh, Kaizen. Uh-huh. And it's the, it's the act of doing one small thing every single day to improve your life. Yes. And it builds momentum in the right direction. That's it. And, and it really does. But also what I also noticed as I was describing this, it can also build momentum in the wrong direction too. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and make some bad decisions and you can start building momentum in a way that you don't want to go. So oh pay attention. Boy. Yeah, Pay attention to that. And, and, and maybe that one call to that one rancher sets you on a whole new path for your life and, and changes yours and theirs. Well, together. I'm R&I proof. I, I got off a of harvest. I had quit harvest. I knew I had to get this shit out there. I was ready to write it. I wrote uh, the harvest of a session and it was about 12,000 words. And so by doing that, I went down to the farmer's market where I grew up, right where I was born. I was 100 feet from where I was born, where the old hospital was. And I went out and shook a rancher's hand. That's the only way the beef initiative started. Hmm. One handshake with one rancher. Mm -hmm. And now we're feeding thousands of people. Mm -hmm. There was no plan here. That was it. It was just going with the flow, man. Same with this place. Yeah. There's no plan. No. <laughs> it's just kind of a, you know. And that's just, the fun part of it, man. Yeah. It's just watching it unfold. Yeah. And it, Be sometimes it will ask you, hey, we need your hand on, this needs your, your effort to unfold. All right. So put a little effort into it and unfold it. Yeah. But I, yeah, I think the thing that you do that is obvious what's to be done, uh, it's, 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 you know, it's, it leads you back to common sense. And it then, does. you know, you don't have time to stop and ask why. No. Because you're doing it for all the, you know, when you when you're doing it for, it's like, you know, some of the times people would ask questions. And like, you know, realize there's you know, probably no answers to your questions, but there's a place beyond question. Yeah, man, and that's called common sense. Hundred percent. You know, and we don't have that shit no more. No. <laughs> you know, go ahead. Uh, no, go finish your thing. I was thinking. You've driven a long way. Yeah. We need to give you a break right, here. Let's so, wrap it. But hold on, say your last thing here. Anyways, common sense. This is going to laugh. You know, this is how I was raised, okay? we If we didn't show common sense, you know, we got told, and this is a funny phrase, it's like, <laughs> if you fucked up, you know, you, you'd had that, that rancher or that authority mentor, you know, the man right. of, and he would look at you and he said, boy, you could not pour piss out of a boot if the instructions were on the hill. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. And, you know, if you get bad and people get baffled by that these Mm -hmm. days, they can't even figure out that the instructions are right there. They're like, what? Right. 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 They can't figure it out because they don't have that mental mapping, that imagery that is required in critical thinking and common sense. Mm -hmm. There's layers that should be developed in thought. We don't have that because we live at interface service level life. Right, 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 right. And, right and there. I have a lot of compassion around that, actually, just because of the way our society is structured. But mm-hmm. try to do what we can to help people in that. Yeah. You know? That's and what it's not, about. It's not a judge. It's like, we're better and they're worse. It's like, no. Just yeah. everybody's learning. submission. 
And yeah. it, you know, this they is all they respond well. That's one yeah. way, but not the best. They, re they respond well. <laughs> yeah. But the thing about it is, what it is, it, it is a collaboration and orchestration. Yeah. You know, don't be too hard. You got to know where yeah. you are. I got to know where you are at. Mm -hmm. I don't ever just pop off on somebody being a dumbass. I find out wow. where they are first. <laughs> No, I find out where they are Dude, first. Okay. If they're being a dumbass because it's ignorance, that's fine. Is it willful ignorance or is it really innocent ignorance? Find out where somebody is before you kind of well, asking questions. Yes, exactly. Yes, so, okay. They're going to be vague. Yes. Oh, then the, exactly. Well, exactly. then you notice that you point out the vagueness and how that doesn't serve them in their life. That's right. what I've been doing lately. <laughs> I had a farmer from Kansas, and he was a commodity dude, and he's on the Twitter. And he was it was after Virginia, and he, mm -hmm. uh, you know, this is what we're up against. You can see, you can read people really easy where I am now. And he said something. You know, we're talking about the beef initiative is a great event. Da, 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 da. And this farmer has nothing to do with nothing. I don't nothing to do with anything. Nobody's really messing with him, but you can tell he's a commodity dude, man. He's a subsidizing commodity cowboy, hmm. but he's more of a grass farm he's, he's, he's a kansas guy no, no offense to the yeah, kansas yeah. guys but anyways he said well i was kind of i've been suspect of the beef initiative and it's so simple you know if this man if he really understood what we were doing and spent any time but he uses that bill and i said well you're suspect that means that you're a suspicious person this is that's it it's as simple as that right, right. You know, if you're going to be that person that has to judge from a distance hmm. before you actually do your own research, you will be exposed, especially in the beef initiative, because yeah. we're doing it for all the right reasons. Don't come toe to toe with us, because I know every one of your secrets. You don't know mine. Right. <laughs> they don't, because right. they're stuck in a system that has them captured. Right. And that's why they defend. That's why it's suspicious. Because he's part of a suspicious system. It's not part of the USDA exactly pro approved. Program. He's not willing to accept that he's part of a suspicious well, system, right? Because yeah. if he does, well, shit. What happens to that USDA insurance policy? It's and it's also really hard to admit you're wrong in any circumstance. It is, or any. And I have very much compassion for these people because yeah. it's not of attack on the rancher producers right yeah. now, man. This is saying we're doing it different. You need to teach your children how to do it, or you need to do it right now. Yeah. Right. And this is the this is where we are in this country. Right. And you don't have to do it alone. There's no. actually a community. There's here. a hell of a collaboration and, and going on, the, and it's it's grassroots. It's the, not bought and paid for. The right. things you're saying about Jason Rick, he's also an amazing man, and he is so willing to share his immense deep knowledge on this with anyone who wishes yeah. to listen. He's just really, and he's going to be here. Up? He's going to be here tomorrow, just for the day tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's a really great man. And, and he provides a lot of security to our home here by providing us our beef. Of course we're, he does. We're going to get a whole cow in September, which is going to last a long time. And if there's an economic downturn, we're going to have, have two freezers full of stuff. We just need some solar backup for the power. But yeah. we're getting there. We're getting yeah. there. <laughs> Moving forward. Now, yeah. that's the way to do it. I tell people all the time, man. It's like, you buy a freezer full of beef, you're going to wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. You're going to open that back door and you're just going to stare at it. Yeah. You are, because it gives you peace of mind, man. Yeah, especially in the people that are in, you know, you guys probably not as much. You're just part. This is part of who you are being sustainable out here. Mm -hmm. But people that have not been sustainable in the way that they are part of this rent economy that we're living in. Mm -hmm. They do something that's empowering to them. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's true. Yeah. 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 Um, a fridge full, a freezer full of food. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to feel pretty good. And especially if it's real food. Right. Yeah, yeah. Food. Yeah. Food. Not yeah. Oreos. Right. Not Doritos. Not right. Star Farms. Yeah. <laughs>
Morning Star Farm. Yeah. Yeah. Is that actually a thing? It know. was. Wait, let's get this man relaxed. Yeah. Come on. Anyway, cut this off. <laughs> Thank, Thank you for joining us. I hope that yes. I, that was enjoyable. It Thank was you. Really good. Pleasure to meet you. Yes. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. Thank and, uh, you for uh, having me. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. This has this been. been a, I knew this I was going to be great. Yeah. I haven't stopped for two years, man. This is like going to be a whole vacation. Weekend. Yeah. Let's, You're not in charge of anything. Let's get you no. a vacation yeah, all weekend. Time, all right. Man. You guys take this is like a freaking resort. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Beepinitiative.com. Feed yourself well. Yes. Feed yourself well. Take care of Support people who actually work with nature. It's a better idea. It's empowering as hell, man. It changes your life. Awesome. Thank you, Job. Thank Thanks, you, Isaac, Isaac, for a flawless podcast. <laughs> Are we off flawless. now? No. <laughs> I <laughs> Hi, <laughs> <laughs>